Wake up, gamers, because you're listening to the Big Think Dimension with Dan and Bob Video Games. Would you believe I have forgotten our intro bit again? I would. Chris Wolfhard. Sigil down. And Dr. Agro. Listen, how about you just start paying us money, and when we think you've done it enough, we'll tell you to stop. Here on Gigaboots. Ancient aliens. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what I was going to be. I was going to be like, let me tell you about these Mexican aliens. You mean like people trespassing? No, I mean, there's there's an alien Mexico. <laughs> does, does an alien landing in Mexico make it Mexican? I believe it's in the possession of Mexico now. So, oh, I mean, like they have like super flags that supersede <laughs> Earth flags. I guess. I, I don't know. I mean, Mexico, was it formed a thousand years ago? <laughs> The polity or the landmass? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to Big Think Dimension number 239, the one where we talk about unity. <laughs> <laughs> but many other things. For example, we play video games. Oh. We play a video game. Let me check the title again. One second. Because it's it's up there in text, but I think that's wrong. The logo says something else entirely. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's up. But we played uh, that's, that rollerblading skating game where you do graffiti and it's cool. Infamous Second Son? <laughs> no, not that one. The one that came out um, anytime recently, Boomer. <laughs> Uh, that was that was really good. Yeah, it was Bum, pretty Bum surprised. Bombers was really good. I because that's the thing. We played Jet Set Radio Future, mm-hmm. and while everyone is like, "This game looks great," I'm like, "But it looks like a spiritual successor to Jet Set Radio Future, and that controlled terribly." So I am not taking a chance on the forty dollar game inspired by the game that felt like nightmare control scheme. But no, they they made it feel good. Oh. Like a video game should. Wow. Yeah. It was very impressive. Um really fun game, really great aesthetics. Music was uh, Yeah, let great me tell you track. if we do if we do a best music category, it's winning and it's a good debate for second place, but it's no contest for first. Um however, Pizza Tower also has a great soundtrack as Bob will learn tomorrow. <laughs> I was I was surprised. I was surprised. Chat was like, "Pizza Tower has a good soundtrack." I'm like, "I'm sure this soundtrack's good for what it's going for." Oh, it's great. Shit. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, this isn't a gravity circuit situation of like good for what was it going for. Well, what I was telling you after I played it (laughs) Uh was gravity circuit felt like this is a Sega CD OST uh mild negative comment <laughs> meanwhile pizza tower is this is a sega cd soundtrack hyper positive comment uh that that game's something but we gotta talk there's, about there's, Cyberpunk there's so much ludicrous detail in the soundtrack of pizza tower like even the little title cards that have their own jingles uh-huh which are all which also like have the lay motif of the level inside them uh-huh. If you listen real close, you can hear this barely faint piano in some of some of them. They have these teeny tiny little details way in the background. Yeah. No, it's it's so weird to hear game music like this detailed. It's really good. But we can't talk about Pizza Tower yet. We gotta talk about Cyberfunk Bomb Funk. Sounds right, yeah. Yeah. Um bomb, Bomber Punk Act Zero. 
Um, the only hang up with that game at all is that like doing the the special move that makes you transition tricks and extend your combo while doing a manual is really weird. And they don't teach you how to do that until much later after a thing that super obviously would want you to know that mm -hmm. where they placed six flags just far enough apart where it's like continue your combo fun fact you don't know how to do this yet yeah a lot of the mechanics are not taught to you would in the at, game at well at right all. Some, like, you'll not get, at all right Others, you'll, you'll get a text about it after five hours of gameplay i'm like where was this meanwhile some <laughs> things we did and we had people who beat the game came in and went what you <laughs> you can high jump yeah, they, they, I don't think anybody, anything would have to do about that. No, nothing teaches you that at all, that you could just do this trick on the ground, and if you're standing, and you do the kick trick, and then jump immediately, you jump higher than being on the skateboard or rollerblade and doing the same thing. It's really weird. It's really weird. Uh, that game really doesn't have much for low points other than it has a couple boss battles and they're really like i think the game might have been better without it entirely hmm, if you yeah. had spent that time just focusing on making a bespoke cool feeling final level that's a set piece that would actually make more sense than the really weird boss battle yeah i liked one of the boss battles but then they brought back and i was like no not not again i'm right. sorry it's yeah. not, it wasn't good enough to do it twice right and like this would be a lot more understandable at a lower price point but this is like a 40 dollar title so it starts to get up into that territory where i'm like you should make another boss fight if you're gonna do it multiple times. if this is the conclusion you should make a big different thing um <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, the only other thing that was weird to me is you can wall ride, but only on billboards. Right. Which I felt like a lot of the time I would want to extend my combo anywhere instead of having to find these set locations. Mm -hmm. um, so unlike a Tony Hawk where you're doing wall rides on anything to extend everything, this is more of a you're doing this specific holding a manual while pushing the boost button while also pushing a trick button on the ground to extend it most of the time, mm -hmm. which requires you to have certain meter and then only while riding on billboards and things that are super obviously flat in that specific way because they could be flat and just not wall rideable. Right. Like most of the game. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which that that is the thing that distinguishes it heavily from Tony Hawk is mm -hmm. that vibe of you can't do that everywhere. Um, I really enjoyed the story, which is weird. Yeah, no, that was actually good. Uh, yeah. I, I beat four different games in the last week, and that's the story I enjoyed the most, I'm pretty sure. I'm going to double check my list. I've been playing. I've been busting up the backlog as we're looking forward to hopefully moving very soon. Um, yeah. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, I'm going to say Bomber Cyberpunk. My favorite story of the last week, for sure. Looking at the games you played, I don't find that too surprising. Right. Pizza Suit Tower's the funniest fucking game I've played, like, this year, possibly. <laughs> that makes sense. I was sense. laughing so hard, but, you know, at a certain level, like, the story in Bomber is just neat. It's cool. It's got great vibes. It's got existentialist themes. It's got cool dreamscapes. It's got a bunch of other stuff with it that's neat. It's got punk. <laughs> and that's important. You know what's punk? wearing a beanie <laughs> i thought you were gonna say mm. being decapitated also <laughs> true and that yeah. happens in that game in the opening mission basically okay but i mean that's really context sensitive sometimes being decapitated is is not very punk <laughs> this was pretty punk this was possibly right. the most punk it could be 
it was it was a record that had a razor blade on the end. Yeah, it was it was just fucking uh, Kung Lao's hat, but an LP. <laughs> Real good. Real good. Uh, yeah, that game's really sick, and I highly recommend it. The only reason I didn't, after that stream, go and immediately do another playthrough was I knew this backlog was here. Right, And I yeah. needed to knock this out because, for people who are unaware, we are halfway through September. <laughs> October, on the first day of October, the bell tolls. <laughs> uh, so we are looking at getting buried from frame one in October. So I need to make sure everything up to October is done. Which means Starfield, I need to check out. Star Wars Jedi Survivor, I need to check out. Fuck. And apparently yeah. tomorrow, Hayes, I need to be. Right, a very important thing. Yeah, okay. very important. You just gotta know about the piss. You gotta know about the piss and the pizza. <laughs> we only sort of know about the piss. We know most of what's up with piss, but we need to know everything that's up with piss. I mean, you can't just play Hayes once. No. It, 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 it's like your personal walk with Jesus Christ. You have to refresh it continually. <laughs> see, we couldn't see his footsteps next to ours because we drank the piss. <laughs> 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 but lord in the most difficult times i only saw one set of footprints yeah man you were pretty fucking high during those times <laughs> piss <laughs> Uh, I really love Bomb Rush. I couldn't, like, it's so instantly solidified itself on my top 10. Like, it's there. If it's not there, that means a lot of really good stuff's coming out between now and Game of the Year. Right. Hate this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's rough. It's rough monetarily. Uh, we had to, I had to figure out Steam library lending so that way Bob could play Pizza Tower because I bought it. And he gave me his PS5 so I could play Bat Boy. So that way we can save any amount of money because mm -hmm. this is this is getting rough. This is getting really, really rough. Uh, Bob, did you want to... Uh, uh, my last comment on Bomb Rush, unless Bob says something that provokes more from me. Don't provoke me, Bob. Uh, <laughs> this isn't the time for your fucking me, takes. <laughs> yeah, we're tired of your takes, Bob. Um, if you haven't heard any of the soundtrack for bomb rush go go just even if you're not interested in the game maybe you're like i don't know what a jet set just go listen to the soundtrack yeah. that soundtrack is the vibes of the game and the vibes are peak uh but that's my last comment bob did you i think it really says something when i death stream like that we finish it and then I just go start 100%ing areas right. while you talk to chat. Yeah, for two hours. <laughs> it was a great time. We literally had to stop because we're like, we should probably not deeply fuck up our sleep schedule <laughs> again. <laughs> uh, and also, I was running on for shit, shit for sleep that stream, and it was still like a great time. Right. Uh, yeah, highly recommend. There is, in fact, a song that says ass, 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 like hyper pitch shifted and adjusted and filtered and stuff as a background beat. It's really is good. Literally someone saying ass. Or... Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they said the word ass in the song. That makes it punk. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like by, by official debate club rules, I, I couldn't say that you're wrong. Right. <laughs> 
yeah, that's it. I liked all the character designs too. Those look those are really oh, cool. Yeah. No, they're really cool. They they get it. Mm-hmm. There's some real Lord Conti looking motherfuckers in this game. Mm. CRT head ass bitches. There's a Tachikoma. There's a Tachikoma. <laughs> nice. Yeah. No, they get it. They get it. You know what else could get it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh no. Pizza Town. <coughs> hey, Chris. Yeah. Pizza Tower's really good. <laughs> it's true. At some point, I have to go back and finish the run where I S rank everything, not P rank. Yeah. That's never going to happen. Uh, to remind Bob, the P rank is it's when you. For piss. <laughs> it's for piss. Uh, it's when you combo literally the whole level. And you might remember, possibly, the structure of Pizza Tower levels is that you make your way all the way through the level and then hit backwards. a thing, and then you need to find a route out, which isn't necessarily the exact way you went in. Oh, oh, Dan, you for, you're forgetting a step. Oh, to, to P rank it. There's also a hidden pizza nearby the entrance that you you know the, the entrance slash exit called lap two that you jump in and it puts you back where you trigger the countdown and you have to make it all the way back a second time now now doing all that and finding the guy who will unlock the secret treasure door and getting the secret treasure that's enough to get you s but to get p you have to do all that in one combo deranged deranged wow uh there's a character who teaches you fun tips the whole game they're like by the way you can do this this is how you do a pound this is how you do a blank and at the end of the game i think it's in the last world literally they're just sitting in the hub sort of place and they're like by the way you can do this to get s ranks but don't feel bad if you can't <laughs> i was like oh they know they it's true know. it takes me it takes me roughly an hour to s rank each level oh <sighs> Yeah, it's it's for it's for some sickos. Uh, these right. levels are pretty. Be- these levels are pretty beefy. You know, they'll take you like 10, 15 minutes your mm-hmm. first time through. So mm-hmm. of course, getting everything perfect takes mm-hmm. a while. Uh, I, uh, as I said a moment ago, this this is probably the funniest game of the year. There's so <laughs> many moments I bust a gut just because it did such an absurd moment. There are such small things about it, like for example, that rat you've seen in art and stuff. I'm not going to articulate how or why or the context, but it is a mount at one point in the game, and it moves absurdly fast in a way that's just inherently hilarious because it is so bloated. Yeah, every time I'd look over just for a second, I'd see how insanely smoothly animated everything was, and I'm just like, good lord. Yeah, no, mm. it's really good. It's amazing that it's not typical pixel art that it has a sketchy vibe to it mm-hmm. pizza tower is a game that would have completely changed people if it came out on the sega genesis <laughs> it really feels like it, the most it, like you summoned a deity that is the vibes of the sega genesis super game that isn't sonic the hedgehog mm-hmm. and that's it, pizza it, tower. it is mm-hmm. like it's like if Boogerman wasn't the biggest piece of shit in the entire world. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Wait, didn't you pitch that on uh, Armchair? Someone uh, did. No. I-, <laughs> um, I mean, the first part, yes. The second part, no. That was not a part of that. Idea. <laughs> <laughs> 
but yeah it's they have hilarious reaction frames to everything every level has a unique title card as though it's an episode of an animated tv show Ooh. you know you would watch an episode of ren and stimpy and it would have the custom draw title card with the name of the thing and the the name's always kind of a pun based on it being about pizza and other things uh so it really just has those vibes and it's it's really good. Pizza Tower is fantastic. That is another game where instantly within two levels, I'm like, you're also on the top ten in a <laughs> yeah, single <it's>... week. <laughs> fantastic game. But of course, we're streaming it tomorrow, so I don't want to speak too specifically about it. Right. You know, Bob gets make to make sure to teach Bob enjoy. how to parry. That's important. I don't know how to parry. Oh my god! What? I'm trying to. I I'm trying to remember parrying, and I don't remember parrying you one press, moment. You press the pose button when anything hits you. Oh yeah! What the fuck! You didn't have to. No, no, I'm like <laughs> not you. I've seen footage of that game, and the fact that there's a parry <laughs> right? in it is melting my brain. Uh, I I, I want to say just one last thing, and that's um one of the things never expressed to me ever about Pizza Tower. Because everyone talks about the vibes. Everyone talks about the animation, how funny it is. But the thing no one ever explains is that feeling you get 100%ing a Metroid game where you're trying to shine spark at the right moment to jump into a thing. You're hitting specific parts of walls to reveal things and move on to the next. That is consolidated into like basically linear, basically. 2d platformer levels as though it were a more traditional platformer they've taken the weird exploration style gameplay the search action genre <laughs> yeah. and turned it into a linear 2d platformer basically and that's really really remarkable especially given that metroid is not vibes wise <laughs> anything like this until the horror starts yeah, it's it's not it's not a game where you like run it some poor little cheese night like you're at sleep paralysis demon and then <laughs> fucking F5 it through a wall. Yes! <laughs> On a related note, it is really good that once you hit terminal velocity horizontally, uh-huh, every enemy has a reaction to their imminent death. <laughs> oh, so it's like the super run. And yes, that's really it literally great. is that. <laughs> you literally go so fast that they're just like, oh! <laughs> like, oh my God, they, I only now put together, they're aware that I'm about to end them. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about that character design. Yeah, there's a certain speed in which... <laughs> It's like the Linkara gift running at 700 <laughs> times speed and he weighs three times uh, as much. Someone made a mod for Half-Life 2 where it puts in all the sound effects and abilities of Pizza Tower. I'll uh, link you a clip of that afterwards because I think it really communicates the energy, like taking it outside the context of Pizza Tower just makes it a horror game. Right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, one, one thing worth noting... Uh, Bob and I are woefully uneducated on Wario Land games. Mm -hmm. So I'm coming at this from the perspective of having never played those, thus my comparison being Metroid. It, it's really only like four. Like the, the, the transformations are like a thing that's in two and three. Mm -hmm. But the but the like you hit the button and then you run back to the start of the level and there's secrets and treasure is really just a thing in four. Mm. Okay. 
Yeah. Three Wario Land 3 is kind of like a weird, really slow Metroidvania with like split into separate areas that are like larger than a normal linear level, but smaller than like a, a full game world. Which and then one Wario is Land 3? 3 is the Game Boy Color one. Okay, I've seen that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And then and then two is like the the way two works is like it'll it'd be like level one, do this, and there'll be like two ways to do it, and depending which way you do it will take you on a different story path. Yes. Which huh. is really weird because those have impacts on endings. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I I do feel like I really missed out by not playing those. So you know what you have to do. You want to do Wario Land, right? <laughs> the Paper Mario fans got what they wanted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just just Dan, if you put up a Wario Land goal, uh-huh. do not include Master of Disguise. It's a piece of shit and not even actually a Wario game. Yeah, isn't that the one made by someone else entirely? And I think it was originally not a Wario game. And it's like, well, we have this thing we can turn into Wario. Was that the DS one? uh yes okay i yeah. thought so because we we looked at the wario land games just to be like oh look it'd be great if our virtual boy wasn't broken because <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's super mario land 3 colon wario land right mm. that's the thing and then the second game is the virtual boy one Does the one that's not a weird spin-off a part of the mario land series is on the virtual boy and i'm just like does the mister have a virtual boy core? It doesn't. It has people requesting one. Mm. So maybe we use an emulator for the first time in Gigaboot's history. Right. That's probably not true. I bet there's a stream. Probably. I think when we first started on Twitch, we used an emulator to play Mega Man X2 just because we were fucking around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. Pizza Tower is really good. I'm so excited for tomorrow's stream of piss and pizza. <laughs> but that's it. I'm done talking about that. I'm done. I'm done talking about that. Chris, you know what else you and I have played, but these two have not? Bat Boy. How'd you like the fetish boss? Fucking out of the gate. That's you insane. It's the only thing about that game I remember. It is so unremarkable outside of that one thing. It's like, oh, it's, it's Shovel Knight, but worse. I'll get to that, but let's focus on the fetish bosses. <laughs> you get like maybe one to two levels into this game, and then it's like, hey, here's this secret mystery boss. Their level's called Sweet Tooth. You do some hard platforming and get there, and then they're a big lady, and you're like, okay, that's not weird. Mm -hmm. And then they become a big lady mm -hmm. and they get their power from eating food that they butt stomp out of the ground yeah. and they crush you with their butt mm -hmm. i when it, chris was describing so... this i'm like i'm gonna go into this and i'm gonna just entertain that maybe <laughs> you're that not maybe terribly I'm online what... and too aware <laughs> right yeah. Yeah. it could be concerned conceived and consumed in a way that doesn't no there's, there is that state of mind. If, if I don't look for the fetish, <laughs> the fetish won't be there. And oftentimes that works. Yeah. And sometimes no, because the fetish is there. Yeah. I, sometimes you know, it's Mario and Luigi Bowser's inside story. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it involves Bowser's big hole. <laughs> Other times it involves me playing Street Fighter VI online and losing to jury. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, boy. 
That's all I'm going to say about that boss. We're moving on. Uh, uh, my comments largely line up with Chris's. Um, and additionally, Chris, I don't know if this was the case on PC. The PS5 version seemingly is busted. Uh, you know how NES games, older traditional console games, have uh, tile sets. The levels are made of squares of assets. Mm -hmm. Yes. There seems in the squares. It happens on and off throughout the entire game. And as you scroll, it will flicker lines mm. showing the separations in literally everything in the game. I don't remember mm. if that was happened during when I played it. Not a single trophy triggered in my nearly 100%ed playthrough. The only thing I was missing is the animals you can find in levels. Mm. I got literally everything else and not one trophy triggered. Um, they've known about the trophy problem since forever ago and have not fixed it. God. No response from the developer, seemingly. So, yeah. Uh, not only do I feel like I played Shovel Knight, but... Derogatory. I also maybe played the bad version of Bat Boy. Mm -hmm. And awesome. that's really unfortunate. And you know why it's even more unfortunate than you know, listener slash aggro? Mm. Bob paid for it. Oh, so he hasn't even played this thing. I'm preambling with it. By the way, this is this is not great. It is also the clearly bad version of this. Very um, excited. <laughs> can't wait. There are some there are some neat parts to it, though. I like some of the character designs. I like most of the writing. All right. And then, as Chris said, so I will say it again because it needs to be stressed. It is the year 2023. Do not, especially if it's forced and does not segue naturally in your dialogue or situation, write a, an over 9,000 joke into your video game. Yep. Because it made no sense here. Forget vote. That joke can not only vote, it has already gone <laughs> to college, realized it picked the wrong degree, and gotten depression. <laughs> it didn't transition to that joke at all it just they they went he looks strong say it what? yeah that's, it's, it's literally like he looks so strong his strength must be over nine thousand. it's like on that level if there was a metric for power levels in this game if there was any way that joke could have worked you like you know how they say there are no bad ideas in a pitch meeting <laughs> yeah there's there's a limit yeah yeah no this it's definitely on the short I, list of I if honestly, you say this we just throw you out the window like that guy in the webcomic i honestly would have more respect for them if they had had a character say you're the man now dog yes, yeah that would have been great especially if it was like an older character mm -hmm. they said that that would have been that would have been great um but yeah no it's uh it's really funny the opening shot of it it has them outside of a Japanese high school at night with the gates and everything. And I'm like, that looks exactly like the shot from the second Urusei Yatsura movie. But that's something I'm bringing to it. Uh -huh. And I bring it up with Bob and it's like, yeah, they're a little inspired by the Rubiko Takahashi stuff and other things. And I was like, okay, so that's not just my damage coming. <laughs> okay, that's, that's good. Uh, Bat Boy is neat. Is Bat Boy great? Probably not, especially the version I played. 
Uh, maybe I'll put it off playing it until December. Be like, they're gonna fix it. They got, they got until the end of this month. Really? You're just gonna play that game with them? You're just like, I don't blink, motherfucker. <laughs> okay, feel free, man. Maybe they will. Maybe they will. Um, I doubt it. I know. I, I really doubt it too. Because we're launching like May. Yeah. Uh. But I wouldn't say Bat Boy was terrible. I would say of the two games, I was more disappointed by Gravity Circuit. But I also like... It's weird because there's a tone to the soundtrack in Bat Boy I appreciate because it's not your typical mainstream sounds for a retro, nostalgic sort of soundtrack. It, okay. it almost sounds uh, sad at times in a hmm. way that builds in properly. Whereas Gravity Circuit was anything but that. Uh, you may recall earlier in this podcast, I referenced to last week's podcast where I described that as Sega CD soundtrack because they went, look, we could put anything on a CD. Hmm. Uh, Where's Bat Boy? I, I think it's neat. Um, soundtrack wise. Uh, obviously I have a huge soft spot for Game Boy Color assets. So Gravity uh -huh. Circuit's winning out on that front. This was complicated because someone on Twitter asked me, like, which would I recommend? And I'm like, eh. and I don't know. I don't know that I could have either. Um, they're both disappointing to me, but right. but but Batboy is only mildly disappointing until it makes the over 9,000 joke where I'm like, go to your room <laughs> now. I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> uh, whereas Gravity Circuit, that was that was like a slope. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. What's up? <laughs> I, I have a soft spot for that phrase. I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. Yeah. Because my parents tried that one oh. like when they were angry. Did it work? I snorted. <laughs> and then we, we never had that phrase again. <laughs> oh, God. Like when your mother is so obviously angry, she tries that line and you accidentally laugh in her face. <laughs> And then she actually laughs too. And that, the situation diffused, but that was one of those moments between a parent and a child where you just never discuss it. <laughs> this is a new phase of the relationship. <laughs> oh, man. And now, finally, a game more than just me and Chris can talk about. I guess, you know, we opened with that. But. I also, I, I guess I should stress, I didn't just play these games. I beat all four of these games we're talking about. Game of the year is coming. <laughs> he can feel yeah, it. It'll be here soon. It's really more like we're all plummeting towards it. <laughs> yes, it feels like falling. Plummeting is a good word for it. I played and beat Pseudo Regalia. Pseudo Regalia is a game. Have you seen it, Agro? Uh, I mean, I, I, I've seen a caked up furry ass. Is that the thing we're yes, talking about? Yes, that's the game with the caked up yeah, furry that, ass. Yeah, that's roughly 90% of the screen at all times. <laughs> <laughs> you say that, but it needs a photo mode. See, that, that is gameplay as theming, and that, yes. that, that, that's thoughtful mm -hmm. game design. The weird thing is she has a move like a butt stomp, but she slams the staff down, which it's is weird. Stomp. Yeah. yeah, it's a pogo stomp. Well, I mean, one, of course, you're going to use a weapon for that if you have a weapon. And two, you, you, oh, she, you've got to protect the money maker. She has a weapon. <laughs> she's very deadly with it. I see what you're doing. Um, yeah, she's like a bunny cat goat girl. She's a bunny goat. 
that seems to be what it is. They say Funny all goat. three in the game. They do. <laughs> oh, do they? Okay. All in one run-on sentence, and I, I laughed like, really It really hard. is just the, the creator being like, yeah, I don't know. Ah, uh, fuck you. I mean, I mean that, that's, how you, that's how you know a furry made it, because it's like, yeah, it's, it's all the... It's all the yeah, right, no, yeah. Like, like, like furry yeah. is its, its own list of design traits uh -huh. independent from actual animal morphology. Right. Boy, uh, boy I, I like pseudo-regalia a lot, but if you're listening to this and think you should play it, Wait until they put the map in. Or, let me tell you my experience. I was playing the game, and it, I was cruising. I was going so fast. And then I noticed the further I got in the game, the more time I spent just being lost. Uh -huh. <laughs> and this was like, once I passed hour three, that increasingly became more and more my time at an exponential yeah. rate to the point where my last hour of play was 55 minutes. I'm not kidding. 55 minutes of me looking for one room where I knew what the room was. I knew why I needed to be there. I had the ability I needed for the thing. And then five minutes where I looked up a map online, instantly knew where it was, walked straight to it, got the thing, and then ended the game by going and fighting the final boss. That's, that, that's what I'm going to need to do because I booted this game twice. First play session, I, I got a bunch of powers. I was flying. Second play session, which was last night, I got two powers and I think went in a big circle no less than 17 times. Yeah. 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 Because, you got to do it all in one sitting because it's impossible because, otherwise. <laughs> because once I realized that the slide jump into the kick mm -hmm. gives you so much fucking momentum, you almost fly vertically. Uh -huh. yes. I was cruising, but I'm like, where the fuck do I go? More than once I had to go back to a save point because I got myself somewhere I couldn't leave. Yeah, for <laughs> I successfully Mario Odyssey platformed myself to somewhere I wasn't supposed to be yet oh. and could not return from. Yeah, I actually I guess I should talk about that part. There is an a there is a point in this game where you can through very clever platforming, almost definitely the exact thing Chris is talking about, get to an area, get a new ability, continue through that area, and then hit something that's impossible because how the fuck did you get here? <laughs> I literally mulched he, myself it, it, against that for half an hour before I went, I'm not supposed to be here at all. That's why there's not a save point because <laughs> they don't put a save point past you going to the point of no return. So you're supposed it, it, to fully wipe, die, go that. back to the I map just, and find something I else. I just found this one area where I could get across the room. It wasn't even that clever platforming. It was just using the things that, that you smack and you get another jump. Oh, yeah, no, then... We got to a thing like that very differently. I, I got like there's a room full of those and I got to the other end of the room. And it's like, I can't do anything here. I can't. I can't figure out any way to get to where it wants me to go using my abilities. I guess I'll go back. Oh, yeah, I can't. Uh, my best way of describing Pseudorogalia is if Mario 64 was made by a small Japanese development team for the PS1 in 1999 and it was the coolest game that nobody knew about. Mm -hmm. It has supremely PS1 vibes in the soundtrack. There's a lot of Symphony of the Night working itself in. There's a lot of sort of PS1 sound font sort of angles to it. It has superb vibes. And being lost in it was a delight. Until I ran every room, and this is not hyperbole, every room of the castle four times each and then looked up a map. Mm -hmm. Yeah, before I'm just going to look up a map because I was at the point of I'll just go back to the start of the game and follow the left wall 
forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I understand that this is uh, my brain damage, mm-hmm. but, like, the first time I heard <laughs> that you get lost in this game, I thought, oh, maybe this game has confusing area design and uh-huh. it's easy to get lost. The more I continue to hear about how you just get lost in this game all the time, the more my brain, without any uh-huh. consent or volition on my part, goes, I'm built different. Right, right, of <laughs> yeah. course. No, this is that. Wouldn't I, be me. <laughs> I I noticed when you were playing it. Yeah. Basically at the end of you playing it, I noticed you jump past something that was a platform you could have hit and then it'd fall down and make an easy way back. Yeah. And that's something you could have done at the beginning of the game. Yeah. And I was like, oh, they you would, could just not do that. You can, there's so much of this game you could just not do if you know exactly what you're doing. Right. Which is why us doing a streamed playthrough would be the funniest shit in the goddamn world. It would. Because it's not, it's nothing like a blind playthrough. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, aside from that, I guess uh, for people who really don't know about Pseudo Regalia, I'll just say really like combat, which is great. I love games that have simple combat that's not overly involved. You know, it's like three hit combo and mm-hmm. you can get more reach if you build up a meter and you can spend that meter to heal yourself. And like these are really neat things. It's very platforming centric. You know, you have the slide jump. You have a triple jump that's bizarre in that you hit jump again in midair and do a kick move. Like literally you go like flying kick. And if you bump that into a wall, you kick off the wall and go higher. Mm-hmm. And you can do that up to three times. There's also that really weird thing Bob was trying to stress the importance of, mm-hmm. which is that butt slam thing, the sl- pole slam I was talking about. If you start that move but immediately hit jump, you can do a tiny backflip out of it that gives you a little bit more height yeah, oh, that and uh, controls your direction. Yeah, That but- actually is very helpful because the thing I've been doing, I do, did a lot in that game was I would pogo stomp for height kick a wall and then immediately do the backflip which would get me on top of something i wasn't supposed to be able to get on top of yep yeah i choose through most of the game like that <laughs> yeah and it feels great yeah like i love it it's it really feels like this peak dan video games game where mm. this is the 3d platformer version of bunny must die yeah <laughs> i mean like that this is this sounds like odyssey level execution yeah it it has supreme vibes it has like no over involvement in combat but it's there it has really cool platforming that asks a lot of you but (laughs) enables you immensely to the point where speed runs must look insane Mm -hmm. yeah um i i love this game it was great we're good game it's only six dollars yeah it's six dollars it's only six dollars that's practically free. <laughs> it's free real yeah, estate. And, I, and, and it's not, we don't mean on sale. We mean it's $6. Period. Right. Yeah, you can get this in Avengers for $10. <laughs> or or like this and and a burger. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably a better investment. <laughs> oh, man. Is it on Unreal? I did. Yes. I was like Googling stuff and they said it was Unreal Engine 5 and I had a moment of you you can t- you can tell Dan by looking at your taskbar and uh-huh. seeing that the logo for the game is the Unreal logo engine and not a custom logo for the game. See, here's my problem: I booted the game full screen and beat it in one sitting, so I never got oh. to see that. Um, 
I'm seeing chat. Can I get a Coke instead of Avengers, please? Yes, but it has to be the Y3000 Coke made by oh. an AI. These are your only choices. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're not going to talk about this in news because it isn't gaming news. Uh, Microsoft, uh, not Microsoft. I'm so used to saying Microsoft <laughs> fucked up and they both begin with M. McDonald's it's like when you yell the wrong child's name when you're yeah, it's, literally, it's, literally, it's literally that episode of The Simpsons where she yells, Bart, no. And then Bart's like, I'm right here. She's like, sorry, force of habit. <laughs> McDonald's is planning to pull out all their self-service soda machines, which is frankly a war crime. And it it's is, half yeah. the reason I go to McDonald's. Right? Same. It's the thing. Yeah. If I'm ever inside of a mcdonald's that is why the mcdonald's soda is peak fast food soda they do so much to make it taste good like 99 percent of the reason i went to mcdonald's prior to the pandemic was just because the soda had free refills you take that machine away it's like Man, we really are heading towards a dystopia. And I know that's an insane metric to be like, this is how we know it's the end times. But for me, it's perfectly sane, actually. <laughs> Do you know how much soda I consume? Do you know how soda is my only real addiction in life? I could quit most things, including food, before soda. <laughs> <sighs> that sucks. That sucks. That sucks so bad. Uh, Bob, did you have anything else you wanted to say about Suda Regal? No, it's almost certainly going to be in my top 10, though. I'm, I'm soul bound to this dev. <laughs> I need to follow this person on Twitter. I need to make sure I, I get notified the second they make anything else or update this game because I'm Jones <laughs> for another playthrough. What a dope game. I hope they polish it up enough, enough to get in on consoles. It better. Like, I imagine, it better I imagine sure. if they right. add a map switch out the the font which i don't think would be allowed to be used in a console game just adjust the ui a little bit i um i don't know like a serpent something crypt what is that crypt thing of the oh 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 my god crypt of the serpent king 4k remaster yeah like, if that could be on console, yeah, I don't see anything's up in Suter Regalia. And, and Bat Boy's trophies didn't even fucking work, so yeah. clearly I mean, the bar I is mean, lower than ever. One, one, I don't think Xbox Live Indie Arcade games exist anymore. No, that uh, Crypt of the Serpent King actually is a Xbox Live Indie game. Like, that thing is so janky. It's like somebody went, what if I wanted to look like Skyrim in a still image? But I was the cheapest piece of crap oh, anyone could oh, make. Oh, I'm looking at this. Oh my god, this this is like this is like something that would be like a class project in a high school. Yes, yes. <laughs> but now in 4K. <laughs> and hey, you know what? As much shit as we're talking, it's trophies work. <laughs> I mean, that's half the reason they made it. So, so in my honorable mentions, we're going to put Crypt of the Serpent King 4K remastered above Bat Boy. It's that much closer to being on the top. Bat Boy's trophies don't work either? None of them. None of them triggered. I, I maybe, basically 100% of the just, game. Maybe this is some fucked up thing on Sony's end. Yeah, it's called not checking that shit works before you let them publish. <laughs> God. Because that, that seems like an A bug. That seems like a you don't chip. You're right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It should be, frankly. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I last thing on pseudo regalia. I'm really curious if pseudo regalia like 
the intense the intensity of running that game 4k 120 which is how i played it mm-hmm. is high enough where they wouldn't want to enable that on ps5 because the game is visually is very stripped down right it's I, very basic like it, it ran 120 on my machine even yeah but you're fine. doing 1440p that's true which i assume I, that they like, just do that it's barely that, a, yeah. it's barely a game like it's bare its visuals are so basic like you're basically yeah, it's a ps1 game <laughs> yeah like th- th- there's no way this can't hit 4k 120 on ps5 uh yeah i really hope so because that's a great way like, to play things and that's I pl- I where i want it games four- to go 14 four, I played it at 144 hertz at 1440p. Okay. And my PC is distinctly weaker than a next gen console. Yeah, if I remember, his is a 2060, which means your 1080 Ti is more powerful. So clearly, if that's the case, then there should be enough wiggle room through architecture efficiencies and other things. Right. To get 4K 120. Nice. Nice. Because, man, I shit you not. You know, you know how everyone like people assume those people on Twitter are joking where they're like, I want worse games that are shorter that I pay more money for. <laughs> so that way devs can live. I want PS1 games made in Unreal Engine that are moderate in length and cheap. Yep. Yep. That's all I ever wanted. Yeah, you see, somebody needs to be like, what if we just make a game in 2023 using Unreal Engine 5? That looks exactly like Mega Man Legends. Right! Somebody this year said they were doing that and then they shipped a game that wasn't that. Still haven't played it. Still haven't played it. Maybe it's good. But it ain't Mega Man Legends. It fucking turned into Mega Man X7 somewhere along the development. And and, and for the record, I don't mean looks like Mega Man Legends, but with more detail. I mean, at most, it runs at a higher, like, of course, it runs at a higher resolution and frame rate. But in terms of even the textures, right? Textures, yeah. models. Mm-hmm. And I, I want a house that's a fucking box. The, there is that one guy working on. on. The, I can't remember what, it, what it's called, but mm. it, it looks pretty good, and it's being made on Unity though. So he's he came out this week <laughs> yeah. to be like, I can't stop now. I'm almost done. <laughs> <laughs> Him responding to that <laughs> announcement. I'm not finished. I'm not done yet. You mean Gloomwood? Are you talking about Gloomwood? I, I mean, a number so. of devs would fit the description yeah, yeah. of what Bob said, but yeah, right. specifically like, referencing someone doing a Legends-esque style. Right, it, you play as a robot girl who's got white armor and, I believe, green it, hair. I'm seeing Delta Gal. Delta Gal, I'm pretty sure, is right. Okay. See, this is a benefit of chat. This is the fan of okay. chat, chat. Is when they say, Canon Lynch 2, Dan, and I'm like, okay, chat, I'll trust you. Yeah, I, I'm, lo- <laughs> I'm looking at this. Yes, that is what I want. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I need people to understand. To think about... And this is a very minor example. I'm just talking about within the scope of 8th gen. Mm -hmm. Do you think games now are significantly more mechanically complex than the start of 8th gen? I don't think they are. The start of 8th gen felt like 7th gen still. But if we talk about the main of 8th gen... Right, like the middle let's point. Let's talk about like let's fifth, twenty fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. When, like when the, shit the started lighting up in twenty seventeen, let's cut it there yeah. because that's when you get your near automatas. That's mm-hmm. when you almost get your Kingdom Hearts. That's like, when you get these games that are giant are these, spaces with mechanically complex things going on in them. It's like, a dream. Games in every way but visuals have been pretty stagnant for like five, six years. Uh, and just kidding, just the visual fidelity increase has made them cost five times as much and take twice as long to make. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, 
you know, I don't think it takes a super genius to look at like the the diminishing returns chart and be like, uh, there's a point that we needed to stop and it was further back than this. Yeah, I mean, there's also a layer of this where we can get richer experiences by asking more of the player and AAA games are too fucking afraid to do that. They're getting better about it, I feel. Like, we are better than it was in the past about, like, no, these are the mechanics of the game. You should get better at them. We have a menu to make the whole game easier if you're just not willing. Right. Because, like, there's a rich and textured experience to be had by the game ever expecting you to do fucking anything. Yeah. Uh, Pseudo Regalia is definitely a game that expects you to do some shit um, <laughs> because it's fucking Mario crazy. Odyssey expects you to do shit when Nintendo's biggest IP is like, yeah, we kind of expect you to do some clever shit with this platforming we designed. It's like nobody else has an excuse. Well, the benefit with Mario Odyssey is that they made so many shines that you can go do a baby one if the yeah, hard one's like hard. Yeah, Mario Odyssey has a low floor and a high-ass ceiling. Right. Which, man, that high-ass ceiling feels so good. <laughs> I'm so excited to play that game on the Switch, too. I hope it runs, like, perfectly. <laughs> oh, my God. I literally haven't played it since it came out, and I just dive-bombed the whole thing mm -hmm. and I cried. I played it, like, four times since it came out, because I'm like, wow, what a cool-ass game. Any day now, a lot of Switch Pro, a lot you guys. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I dumped a lot of hours into watching speedrunners play a multiplayer mod hide and seek. Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> it's great. Uh, but yeah, that's what I want. I want PS1 and PS2 games made by small teams on reasonable timelines with graphics that are serviceable. Right. <laughs> that have good art styles. That have yeah, that's always vibes. so much more important than... Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have the highest just, red textures. We've built a million things into the environment. And it's like, yeah, but why? yeah, it, it's it's <laughs> it's just like, man, guys, you need to like crow. Some of Crowby Cat's videos are funny, but you need to tell him to fuck off. You need to just not care if he makes a video about your game because it's like, oh well, that that rock wall isn't high enough fidelity. I'm like, fuck off. It's a rock wall. How long are you gonna stare at it, <laughs> you asshole? I don't. I don't know that that's ever been used like that, frankly. Like, I don't know that Crowby Cat's videos have ever made it back to a dev and then they've been like, oh, fuck. It's, the, we're it's destroyed. more the mindset. It's more the mindset. Like, you, you get those freaks on Twitter who are like, I touched the apples and they didn't realistically roll around. Well, the funny thing is those people would be happy if you did that and it was a lower fidelity. Like, I think a lot of people who have this problem... And weirdly enough, the GTA 4, GTA 5 comparison video from Crowby Cat actually does touch on this, like, through what it shows, is that games got fucking dumb. Uh -huh. Like, we stopped simulating as much cool shit and weird interactive bullshit in games in order to make them prettier. Right. Because if you need to do certain things with the thing, you can't, you, you can't model them as pretty. It's complicated. Yeah, everything, everything, like, scope and everything has gone down because, well, visual fidelity. Yeah, it, it's a weird inversion where we need high action games to have lower fidelity, and let's just push all that money at walking simulators so they can stop <laughs> having to be like low res and stylistic. If I'm going to listen to a narrator pontificate on some bullshit, I want to see every leaf on that goddamn tree. No, it's true. That is very true. Um, but that's it. I'm done talking about Pseudo Regalia. Okay. Uh, we're going to move on. I think I knocked out all the games. 
because I did get the Starfield yet again. <laughs> Dan, how could you? It'll happen this next week because I think all that's left is Star Wars Jedi Survivor. That um, that Mega Man Legends allegedly thing that came out early this year, if I feel like cramming in, but I can really do that anytime in the next three months. I don't feel like there's a rush there. I don't think there's any way that's going to be on a top 10 list. I wouldn't know. I haven't checked it out enough. <laughs> um, hey, Bob. Hey, what's up? What have you been playing? I played some stuff, too. Uh, like Sea of Stars. I finally picked it up. Hmm. I've actually been enjoying it a good bit. It is very directly Chrono Trigger inspired. Mm -hmm. uh, but I like a lot of what they've done with how you can explore the world, the levels. Mm -hmm. So it's actually like if you go up to a ledge, you can climb it. Yeah. You can jump across ledges kind of like it kind of reminds you of Ocarina of Time in a way. Because there's so much like happening mm -hmm. with the depths of these levels and also Golden Sun because you really quickly get like a push move mm -hmm. and that's used for moving blocks around and solving literally Zelda puzzles with the blocks. Uh -huh. You get a grappling hook, which lets you uh, there's like actual stuff in the stage to move around with it. Mm. But then also use it as an attack on enemies. So if you see an enemy in the environment, you can grapple over to him do a hit on him and then it makes it like gives you boost for the beginning of the battle because oh in this game there's this mechanic where when you hit an enemy with a regular attack they pop out mana orbs mm -hmm. and then you can absorb that to make your attack stronger right um but yeah i've been having a lot of fun with it the story isn't great but it's, it's all like pretty by the numbers but i'm enjoying it just because it's like yeah I'm, i'll eat up your tropes sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah um Oh, they also have really cool effects in it. Like you'll go through a cavern with crystals mm -hmm. and this is all a Pixar game, mm -hmm. but they'll use like a 3d effect to make it like warp you in the environment. When you go behind the crystal, like it'll ah, actually refract the light. Nice. Um, there's also day and night changing. Like you get a power to actually do that on the fly. Mm. And it has a lighting system for the whole game. So you see the sun move across this environment, even oh. though it's all 2D pixel art. Wow. And the ch more changes to the music as you do it. Mm -hmm. uh, are there wolves? There are not wolves. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no wolves. I, I wanted don't... to see the wolves again. <laughs> they do that for uh, similar effects for when there's fog. So mm. you walk through the pixelated fog and it disperses <laughs> naturally. I'm like, this is really neat looking. Um, some of the music is hit or miss. Like I really like some of the tracks, like the the combat music, and then they actually got the, the Yasunori Mitsuda, yeah, the the Chrono Trigger guy, to do a track, and that is great, and kind of makes the rest of the soundtrack look bad. <laughs> that is the risk, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. because you get to that area and they make it like a really beautiful Chrono Trigger or Chrono Cross inspired like coral reef sort of thing. Oh yeah, and I'm like, man. It isn't getting better than this, is it? <laughs> yeah, it's like the brightness on the game went up, and you're like, oh, it's so colorful and bright, and the whole rest of the game, they ramp it down. <laughs> like, oh, I'm depressed now. Yeah, I honestly wonder if they only got him for that one track. I'm, I'm not sure. I don't think I've heard anything else to sound like on that level. I mean, Scars of Time is kind of like one of the peak songs of ever. Yeah. So, like... <laughs> um, but the, the combat's been pretty neat. Like, I've really enjoyed it. It really is. If you don't get that many moves, but it kind of feels like a puzzle you're always doing. So you're always feel engaged in what you need to do, what it's asking of you. Mm -hmm. Like Chris was talking about how 
they have those things where you break the enemy to, to like you do in like Octopass, where they have like, okay, you need to hit him with a blunt attack and a fire attack. Mm -hmm. But that's not to like make him vulnerable. It's literally, oh, I have a move coming. If you can hit me with these things, I won't do that move. Right. And it's for special moves that are like usually more powerful, but some of them just aren't. So you know that I can just ignore him and try and kill someone else while he's doing that. Is it? That sounds like Saga. Is this a Saga game? No, it is not like Saga. Oh, okay. You don't have a giant turn order thing at the bottom and it shows like, oh, if you do this, it'll knock me back to the chain. No, it doesn't do that. Instead, it has each enemy has a number above them mm, that counts okay, down. Okay. For, so each time you do a turn, they get to uh, like go down a tick. Honestly, I find that a bit more readable than looking down the line, but... You yeah, know. the only problem I've had is it's also round based. Like it, it resets each round. So if you break an enemy when they're casting a spell, they just don't get to act that round. They're right. Mm -hmm. That's um, cool. The only issue I've had with it is sometimes you'll have like four enemies right next to each other. So all those little tickers will be right next to each other, and I'm not 100 sure, sure which oh, ones of Tosi no. which That's enemy. That oh. has happened to me. I have definitely. I have gotten game. I got a game over before I quit. I got a game over because I'm like, oh, I hit the wrong guy. <laughs> That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I've only actually had it in, interfere with me like once. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, but it is, man, it is yeah, really but annoying. The, the specter it of it is. Right. Uh -huh. You have mm -hmm. to really pay attention and be mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm on to you. <laughs> <laughs> nice try, Satan. Uh, you were saying something about the save points like fully heal you, which uh, Pseudo Regalia does the same, which is pretty nice. Yeah. They're pretty frequent save points and they have like, it's a book to save and a, like a campfire. And they always put them next to each other. In oh, the campfire, okay. you can cook food, which are your health items, mm -hmm. and uh, just heal instantly. So that does the food look like vanilla? Or? It doesn't look that good, but it does have a cooking animation for each one. So it oh, like okay. just has not an animation really, like three different frames of the progress of cooking it. So it's oh, like oh, okay, this cool. frame of all the ingredients on the plate, then a frame of the knife hitting it, and then it going in the pot, and then yeah, cool. And yeah, it's been a lot of fun. So you've been playing that on PS5, right? Yes. And you backed it? Wait, no, you did, I did not back it. You didn't back this. You backed Ayudin. I backed Ayudin. I wish I had backed this because I think it would have been cheaper than buying it now. And I considered doing it at the time, but I think it launched at the same time as Ayudin or something. It was yeah, it, it was right next to some other big, big Kickstarter no, I did I'm, back. I'm pretty sure it, it is the, exactly that. I think they both launched around the same time, and I, I mixed them up just now because of that. Yeah, that, that would make sense because it was a fairly long time for both of them. I don't know. Compared to modern games, it seemed like a speed run. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but, you ex know. exactly. March 2020. Oh so there you go, Bob. Wow. The, the same three months, four months. Right. Mm. They both hit Kickstarter. Because mm -hmm, I think it was August for you, Dan? Uh, July. July. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's been uh, three years and two months since you Dan. Man, in that amount of time, we sure have just gotten more content for Bloodstained. Yep. I would love a sequel to Bloodstained. That would be <laughs> neat. Every time I get an email, like, an update on your Bloodstained Kickstarter. Like, stop, what? Stop it. You guys, Do something else. Right, it's okay. It's done. No. Sweetie. No. <laughs> I'm, Every I'm sure glad we're through this fucking era of Kickstarter games where they feel compelled to have a billion fucking stretch goals, many of which are stupid and contradictory to what the game is. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think Auden or or CSRs did that. No, as far as I know, none of good. None of the high profile ones since have done that. 
I can think of. I did like find the Kickstarter area in Sea of Stars. It's literally just like, you can go here if you want. It's not necessary. We made a hundred graves or uh, thousands of gravestones for each person who ever who kickstarted it. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of impressive. That's, that's actually. Cool. Um, I was gonna say one of the main reasons that kept happening in Kickstarters is because of Ben Judd, because he was the guy who convinced uh, KG Inafune to do a Kickstarter and helped come up with the ideas and. Mm-hmm. on a production and then he went over to bloodstained and yeah so help them come up with the bad ideas no multiplayer stuff in your single player game just no, don't do and, it and especially and then he said no, a bunch of slurs and then he said a bunch of slurs and he's like okay everyone i can see you're not ready for my material i'm gonna leave and then he just turned around and walked to the back but he's still there and everyone's like <laughs> we can <laughs> see you He's like, no, I'm no longer at the company. Feel free to give me, I mean them, your money. <laughs> and then he just kept staring at the curtain behind him. <laughs> he turns the light off, hoping that you don't notice him still yeah. standing there. Yeah, the fucking, uh, the fucking light dims slightly. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm glad that era has ended yeah. with Kickstarters. Mm-hmm. Because in no world did Bloodstained Ritual of the Night need an online multiplayer mode. No. Oh, yeah, this has animated cutscenes, which I didn't expect. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah, they're really short, and they don't have, like, they're very PS1 style of, there's music, there's not sound effects. I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if it was going to be, like, uh, you know, WayForward got triggered to do a Shantae game. Yeah, The one no, that you and Chris were disappointed in, right? That, yeah. Right, yeah. No, it's nothing like the WayForward ones where it's like, oh, man, these are great. Yeah. yeah. This is much more like, these are here, and that's cool. <laughs> It should cut to a CG PS1 cutscene. It would have been good. <laughs> that would have been, Holy shit. That would have been perfect. We outsourced it to a guy. <laughs> it's like the Blizzard North situation with Diablo 1. They had a CG studio that set it off to. And they made the ending. And the yeah. people making Diablo go, why the fuck would he stick the soul stone in his head? That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> For seeing stars, I'm thinking of that Dorkly video that was making fun of Final Fantasy, uh-huh. where, where like they, they're using pixel art for the characters, and then they cut to a PS1 CG cutscene. <laughs> That'd be really good. Uh, did you have anything else you wanted to say about Sea Star? Not really. It seems to be really long. Like, yeah. I think I put like 20 or so hours into it at Acor- least. According to your PS5, you put 20 or so hours into it before the end of your last play session. Significantly yeah, yeah my PS5 was saying okay. 30. I was like, it's probably not quite 30, but it's close. Like, yeah. It's still not done, and it feels like there will be at least a little bit more. So it's going good. Yeah, it's going good. It's going I'm enjoying good. that. It's going good. What else did you play? Oh, yes, yeah, so I play other games. I was like, what the fuck? I know you have <laughs> other games to talk about, motherfucker. <laughs> Uh, I played Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis. I played Final Fantasy VII and ever since it's been a crisis. <laughs> Bob! I hate you. <laughs> I'm so, Tell I'm so- me about Ever Crisis. For those who don't know, this is the mobile version of Final Fantasy VII. Okay, there's a really important question I need answered up front. Is Ever Crisis one or two words? Uh, two words is what I wrote it down as. Okay. I believe that's how it's written. It seems like it'd be one. Um, let me see. I can. I have. I played it on on my tablet. So. So he can play it right now, and Agro can look at it and nod and 
right wow, Bob, that's really cool. I'm glad you played Ever Crisis. It's taking me to the title screen now. Let's see. <laughs> Come on. Evercrisis. <laughs> it seems to be two separate words. Okay, great. Awesome. Uh, it's hard so, to tell with that kerning. Yeah, no, the kerning is definitely really weird where everything is super separated. But, but it, it is, looks like a little a more. a little bit bigger of a gap. Yeah, it's like when someone has a little bit of a separation in their front teeth, that's what the logo looks like. Just the slightest gap. Tell me about the mobile game Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis. Okay. First off, it looks very nice. Cool. It's got like... You're playing this on an iPad Pro? Yes. M1? Uh-huh. So like Fancy. this is basically the best way you can play this game. Yeah, probably um, because I bet it arbitrarily won't run on a Mac. Well, yeah, of course not. Why would it do that? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I'll kill you. <laughs> um, it looks like it's using just slightly downgraded versions of the models they made for Seven Remake. remake. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And then like when you get to walk around the overworld, which is not much, mm -hmm. not much at all. Yeah. It's like high res versions of uh the classic final fantasy 7 models like okay. imagine those big blocky models but with high-rise textures on them and a few and maybe double the polygons mm. they got some subsurface skin shattering <laughs> sh shading shattering skin shattering <laughs> skin sh your engine supports what <laughs> okay unfortunately this game tries to fool you okay it opens up lets you do the entire first mission of final fantasy 7 the bombing run uh-huh and like you walk around the area, you do the battles just like you would in Final Fantasy VII. Okay. That finishes. Then you uh -huh. are immediately taken to the gotcha screen <laughs> where it's like, yeah, no, this is a gotcha game. Here's all the five. Here's the two different currencies. Mm. Here's the weird men menu selection to do to go to the next mission in all sorts of weird nonsense. So what are you rolling for? Clout strife God? Uh, you're rolling for new weapons for the characters. <laughs> gross yeah yeah all right um i did the first few missions it we go back to the bar you well we don't we warped the bar okay you you'd have one cut scene where you're talking to to Aris out in the street she gives you the flower you fight a random guy and then you're materializing the bar you you okay all right <laughs> all right <laughs> no no hang on like by fight a random guy, do you mean like like a Shinra soldier? Or, <laughs> yes, it is. Or no, like no, some you, guy in the street. You just fist fight him in front of Harris. Square Enix's Russell Crowe <laughs> fighting around the world. And then there's then you do a bunch of filler missions. It's like you talk to the people in the bar and you fight a random Shinra guy for no reason. They're like, hey, remember when you fought that guy? And it's like, what? And then well, Jesse's it's, like, it's a gotcha I, game. I, I, I built this VR thing so you can fight a guy. I'm like, why did you do this? Yeah, it, it, it's a gotcha game. It's for super fans to play and say it's good and no normal person ever plays it. Yeah. Like, no, it's literally it, a reskin of the near one. Like, it is by the same people. It is a skin of reskin of the same system. It's so frustrating because they lead with that fooling you by letting you walk around an environment and stuff. And it's like, that's hardly in the game. Hmm. Um, I eventually got like when you go to the second reactor, it let me walk around one screen of that place, and then we did a boss fight. Gross. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I can't recommend this at all. Mm. Um, well, you know how uh, Square Enix mobile games have maybe a short track record. 
sometimes yeah where they just appear and then disappear <laughs> i'm like no they have a long track record of being <laughs> short <laughs> huh? that's true the uh, near I feel one like... has survived to this point, so I assume I... that sheer brand power will probably keep this one alive a little longer. I, I, I feel like didn't they there announce might... the ends of life for that game already? I could have sworn that I, was up for near a few weeks. reincarnation. I think yeah. no, I think they announced a different one that would was ending. Okay. Well, I but... feel like this might have some jet fuel that might help it melt those steel. Be it's running on Unity. Oh, mm. oh, what? Yeah. I I just figured they just used Unreal because they already what? had to say we're already yeah in that system. That's well, weird. Uh, well, near the re the near reincarn near reincarnation also uses Unity. It's made by like this wasn't made by Square Enix. No, it was made by a third party that they just got to make it for them, reskinning one of their bullshit. Uh, I think you were I think you were thinking of uh, Sino Alice. That is getting end of life because that's that's the thing Yoko Taro writes for, but uh -huh. it is not near branded. Okay, it's its own thing. Yeah, that's probably. But it's it. probably also a part of everything else. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I do. Th I I think literally some characters are like, here's the dragon from Drakengard, but it's a person. Like I think yeah, that was of some of the units they showed. Of course, but yeah, that's 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 closing down in November. <sighs> um. So, Bob. Yeah. What's up? Would you recommend? Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis? Absolutely not. Oh, really? They they also, for some reason, it's only Japanese voice acting. And there's hardly any voice acting, so it would have been literally like, I don't know, 30 lines. I mean, <laughs> the first soldier bombs, so maybe they're just feeling a little more reticent to go all in on this? Maybe, but they even put, like, I don't know why. They put first soldier-like characters in this. I did see that tweeted image from you, and I stared at it trying to figure out what the deal was. Which apparently they're brand new characters. They have some new story that they've written just for this. Okay. They're not actually from that other mobile game. Okay. They're just some other super generic dudes. Um, there's also, this thing has like weird young Sephiroth stuff, like shows, has more of his backstory when he was a kid or something. Yeah, that's <laughs> something they did for this. Um, I'm not going to get to it, and I hope that they don't ever reference it again. <laughs> Bob, like, does that sound like the extended Final Fantasy VII canon to you? No. It sounds, it's, this feels like it's one of those Kingdom Hearts things where they'll put it in some mobile game everyone on Earth hates, except the sickos who love it. Well, I mean, and then they'll reference it heavily. I mean, uh, I <laughs> but, that, but that, that, did, that didn't even happen in Kingdom Hearts. Literally every single thing from the mobile game they reference is in that movie they put in the collections. They don't reference shit outside Yeah, that. I was going to say most <laughs> of the references they actually did deliver in Kingdom Hearts seemed like the most minor. You literally would only pick up that it mattered. Right. At all. That's true. If you had experienced which is, that. Which is what you need to do, and I'm always fine with that. Please, the sickos are satisfied with such a small thing. They'll have like a picture of young Sephiroth on a wall somewhere, <laughs> and then and then all the sickos will do the Leonardo DiCaprio point, and then yes. everybody else will move on with their life. Yeah, exactly. Right. It'll probably be that if It'll it's probably, anything. Right. <laughs> Which who knows? Yeah, who knows? Or I don't know they'll, how committed you know, they are or they'll this. release the young Sephiroth compilation movie in two years. <laughs> right, they could always do that. Let me be clear, I'm more interested than that, that I have oh, remake much... two or three. That would be the funniest shit in it the world would. to make a whole movie that's like, baby Sephiroth. <laughs> yeah, have you seen the design for young Sephiroth? No. It's hilarious. No, I, I'm going to look this up. <laughs> and I'm going to type literally baby Sephiroth. <laughs> no. 
and I'm just gonna put on screen whatever Google breaks. <laughs> I worry about what that will bring up. <laughs> okay, maybe it, it, I won't, I, but this is funny shit. Young Young Sephiroth is very funny because you because you go, well, yeah, I guess it makes sense. He wasn't he didn't come out of the the womb with that hair. Right. So I guess there must have been a point where he had shorter hair, but it's still weird to see. I like the 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 top return is Reddit saying, "One moment, one moment." My Windows PC is Windows PCing. Okay, here we go. It is Reddit saying, "Young Sephiroth is just hope." <laughs> uh, mm, I get no, why they would say no. that. I get why I get they would why say they that. Say That's that, very they funny. Have, they have very, as someone who just played Final Fantasy 13, they have very fu different fucking faces. But did you play 13-3? Yeah, that is the 13-2 design uh, where he's all aged up. And that does look closer. Yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. He looks so sad in that picture. He's <laughs> in 13-2. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. But I heard 13 I heard 132 was better than 13. It is the best 13 game. Yeah, 132 is the best 13th oh. game because 133 isn't a 13 game basically. <laughs> I guess we should move on. Sure, yeah. Uh I played this guy a 7 cuz they just were like, "Hey, this game's out in 2 weeks. Do you want to play it now?" I'm like, "I don't have time for that." <laughs> but then I booted it up anyway. Oh, smart. Oh, it's the, the demo, right? Yeah, the demo okay. literally just lets you play the beginning of the game, though. Like, it, I think mm -hmm. it's the first few yeah, chapters like entirely. Like fucking love prologue like demos. The, does this like save the carry six demo. Yes. Okay. Yes. Good. Can, every single chance is over. It's fine. That's they, great. They fixed it, right? You don't gain 300 levels in your first battle, right? No, you do not. I, I played oh, through the first fucking God. chapter. Was... Mm -hmm. I think I'm on level five or something. That was the thing that really killed Disgaea 6 for me. It's like... You've made it so granular, I get no brain chemicals from leveling up in a Disgaea game. It is unspeakable how much you fucked up if that's the case. Mm -hmm. That's all that franchise has. <laughs> yes. Well, it also has it also has good designs and goofy stories, but it needs the brain chemicals to carry those things. Oh man, Pizza Tower versus Disgaea 7 for funniest game of the year. I I'm enjoying the story of this game a good bit. Mm -hmm. One of the main two characters is a like the whole game's set in ancient Japan, but the the, the Disgaea universe version of that word seems right. and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so one of the two main characters is an otaku who's come to Japan and very disappointed. Fuck. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. I want this game now. Right. Like, <laughs> whoops. There went eighty hours of my life, at least. In her other quirk, and she's constantly getting sayings wrong. So they just come out as bizarre strings of words, and the person she's talking to has to like piece it together into like, oh, you mean like this? <laughs> wow. Um, I wish I had. Well, I took pictures on my PS5, and I saw they'd go to the mobile app, but I didn't have that feature no. turned on. Yeah, oh, you, you didn't turn that on. You have to go into the media thing and select move uh, to app, uh, and mm. then they'll be in the app for like 14 days. Oh my god! Come on. No. Why is it like this? I have no fucking. One hundred and twenty dollars a year. <laughs> <laughs> Steam Deck. Steam, meanwhile, is like, you want me to just tweet all this bullshit? <laughs> yes. I punish them right for now. following me. 
Uh, but the, a lot of those have been delightful. The story does seem like it's going to be fun. They quickly introduce the, the other main character who's like a tough samurai type guy um, who's actually a deadbeat who doesn't want to do anything. And they've introduced his alleged daughter who can... She shows up and vaporizes the entire castle and then he explains, no, I've been running from her because they keep charging me the bill for what she breaks. Oh, <laughs> understandable. Uh, so that's been cool. The, as far as mechanical stuff, the leveling is much more sane, uh, like we were just going over. But they also, it feels like the gold, like the money is a lot more like brought down to like I, I can hardly afford buying new weapons after i finish a battle like i'm huh. i'm able to heal up because that takes money but i'm not gaining enough money to continue buying weapons and that some part of that is it takes money now to make troops whereas it used to take mana which you got mana just from killing guys mm. and that would mean the when you had a character use their mana they would when you make the troop they're like a disciple of them so they get inherited skills and stuff and now it's totally separated out and you just cash to get new characters hmm. so you don't there's no mana at all anymore no mana is still there it's used for all the other stuff in the dark assembly which is like all the stuff has always been like oh i want to jump higher yeah i want to i want to jump higher i want to pass a bill yada yada right it's it's weird to totally separate that out yeah i have to wonder how that's going to work out but it it seems fine for now, and there's there seems to be a bunch of more returning classes, and there was a brand new class, uh, the Bandit, which is like the male counterparts to the Thief that's always been in them, which I don't believe has been in there before. Like, I don't remember seeing this character design at all. So. Um, I, th I think there was, actually. I it, Do they have, like, a, a shitty bandana? They have, like, the goggles, like a, a, a Digimon protagonist. Oh, they're like a re yeah. This, this this is new. There was a there was a guy thief in the in Disgaea one, mm. but it looks like it looks like this is like a re a redo redo of that idea. I'm really glad that they brought back the different sexes for classes because that actually was a part of Disgaea six that annoyed me a lot. Where it's just like, well, it's 3D and we have to remake all these fucking assets. So yeah, it's the one, whatever one is most popular is now the only one there is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was. That was weird and frustrating, but hey, it looks, it feels like this will be the good one. <laughs> yeah, when Chris was like, did they fix the major problem with six? And I'm like, yeah, this one's $60, right? <laughs> Instead of that 70. Too. Yeah. Nisa, Nisa sure, fuck, sure fucking was out of pocket with that shit. Yep. Yeah, they... Luckily, they got decked in the face immediately. <laughs> like, okay, all right, okay, we're not the same game as God of War Ragnarok. We'll sit down they, now. They seem to have gotten their ass beat a lot lately because they because that Marl Kingdom collection also finally shipped on everything, and then they were like, "But we're still not putting Rhapsody on on PS5." I'm like, "Fuck you! You better be lying, and you just don't have have it done yet." Yeah, it's so uh, weird that, to have the sequel to Rhapsody on PS5, but not Rhapsody. I think it's two sequels. I think it's two sequels. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's and not right. only did they not only did they translate these games that had never been done before, I think they dubbed them, which really? that I would never have expected at all. Because I remember seeing, oh, I'm seeing like a God, I forget who, like Allegra Clark or somebody posting like I voiced this voice this character in Marvel Kingdoms Chronicles, and I'm like, what they dubbed that? Yeah, that's Damn. insane. 
I was just happy to have a dub for Disguise 7. <laughs> I guess that they're not afraid if they're doing that. Um, Disguise 6 had a dub. Yes. Yeah, no, they, they haven't flinched yet, which is great. I just always worry that this... As this a Blaze didn't, Blue fan. Yeah, Disguise 6 didn't sell as well as the others. Maybe we stopped dubbing them. That sort of thing. That's what we learned. Nisa, Nisa for all their fucking faults, and there are many. I'm not going to go into it because <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't need to pull out my fucking scroll and let it unroll and unroll and unroll. <laughs> they really obviously understand. Hey, people want dubs, and not only that, they want the original. They want the voice actors back, even if it's been a long time. Like when, like whenever Agro gets to Trails of Cold Steel Four, <laughs> uh, a character is going to show up voiced by Johnny Young Bosch, and I'm said, uh, "Yeah, they were. They, they voiced that character 15 years ago. The game wasn't even dubbed. He just did barks." Fuck yeah. <laughs> That's the good shit. Uh, when does Disguise 7 come out? Do you know? Uh, I believe it's October 1st or 3rd, somewhere between Third, those. I oh, think. Of course Third. it is. Of course. Yeah, yeah, I believe it's the same day or two days away from uh, Silent Hope. Uh, that and Assassin's Creed Mirage, another game of already that I'm buying. Oh, cool. Great. Oh, this is, this is so good. I'm just going to eat two whole JRPGs simultaneously. Yeah, it's going to be easy local man dies of consumption i also tried the silent hope demo you've betrayed me <laughs> oh. okay bob tell me about that cake i haven't eaten that explains i keep looking over at his notes and i'm like what do you mean silent hill on pc what silent hill game released <laughs> bob how is the cake the cake was pretty good yeah of course it was, it was uh, playing the pc version it's running lock 60 looks pretty nice i guess it's made in unreal <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah. Well, at least it's not Unity. Right? I was just like, oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it seems like a pretty simple Dungeon Explorer with uh, action combat that's very simplified. Like, you have a three-hit combo. You can actually just hold the attack button. They just go through it. Mm. So you don't even need to hit repeatedly. And you have a dodge button. And cool. then the characters each have their own kind of dodge. Like, I switched from... I was using the fighter at first... Mm -hmm. He just does a regular like movement dodge, and I switch to the rogue, and she has like a mini teleport. Mm -hmm. And they each have their own abilities they learn that will be different attacks. To contextualize this game at all, uh -huh. <laughs> this is the RPG being made by Marvelous, the people who develop the story of Seasons games. Yes. This is the one where every person has fallen silent, and the princess, I believe, is trapped in a crystal, yes, and she sends you crystal. out to go retrieve the voices of the kingdom and free her from this crystal. Yeah, she is then the only thing voiced so far um so like when you go into the dungeon you'll find these pillars of light that you walk under and she'll talk to you cool <laughs> so i'm glad they dubbed this because there's just a lot of like yeah it's, sure it's just one lady talking a lot <laughs> uh we only had to hire one actor right they oh, surprisingly yeah. the characters even though they're they don't have voices they are still grunting that's good. It would be yeah, re it, really weirdly silent. It would. It would just be strange if it was just like weapon noises or something. Yeah. Just uh, shuffling sounds the whole game. Um, as far as uh, story season-like mechanics, mm -hmm. you get materials when you're in the dungeon. You bring them to your like headquarters and you can have people start working on stuff like, oh, take the wood to the carpenter and he'll turn into uh, like limp lumber. Mm -hmm. Turn it into limber. Yeah. <laughs> uh, All right. And it takes time to do that. So you have to go into the dungeon 
and then time passes while you're there and then he's done making lumber when you come back and then this lumber can be used to make weapons and just i guess other items eventually but i didn't get far enough in demos to see how far that expands out cool. i don't know if we'll actually get to like build more onto this main base or if it's just about the equipment mm. but it seems neat i really want to play this game <laughs> I, I really want to play this game <laughs> <laughs> all right let's move on <laughs> i played ghost runner too i'm like yeah i'm on the fourth month of my diet what, what have you been up to in the last week bobby he's like i went to a cheesecake factory and a fondue fountain and i'm like oh my god <laughs> what did you play ghost runner 2 they put a demo out for that today too mm-hmm. one of those things announced during the playstation state of play state of play Thank yeah you. When that trailer played, I thought it was a Terminator thing because they say Connor. Yes, and they start rebuilding the machine guy. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that would have been funny as shit. Right? <laughs> sure, why not? Uh, for people who don't remember, that's the first person action. Do you shoot? You have a shuriken. Okay, show. so there you go. A melee shuriken uh, action game where you could do wall running and other sort of cool runny things. Yeah, you play as a sort of robot ninja in a cyberpunk future. Yes. Um, is This game also is one of those that's built a little bit like Hotline Miami where it's you hit a room and it's about killing all the guys in that room and moving to the next one. And if you die, you're taken immediately back to the beginning of that room and you take die in one hit. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, this game's still really cool. Uh, it's a lot like the first game, but just prettier. Like, I don't really, not really finding new mechanics so much. Mm. I, I believe you even had the grapple hook you had in the first one, and it lets you, like, get to, you know, grapple points pretty easily. And uh, other than that, it's, like I said, just a pretty version of that first game. Uh, it doesn't control great on a controller. Like, this is a game I'd have to play on PC. Mm. Because they try and like they're trying to make it a little bit better because they give like the shirt can have a bunch of homing so they go to the target you're after, but even that is a little hard to control and get it going towards what you want because you don't have like aim down to sight or anything, it's just for a free game and you have to do everything really fast because the like, enemies have guns, mm-hmm. so you're always have to be moving or blocking and looking at them so you aren't shot to death immediately. So, I have to ask you, um. In general, even if the controller feel was okay, like approximately on par with other first-person shooters, certain games that have that sort of free-running Mirror's Edge style, I do not like playing on a controller, would rather play on a mouse and keyboard, but would you say this game control-wise is up to snuff with other first-person shooters? Would you feel like the acceleration ramp-up and other things with the stick input? It doesn't a- feel quite right, but it's... It's more it's there pro- than, okay. it, it, than it could be. Like, it's okay. not bad. It's just like, okay, it's not good enough. Okay. Um, it also has a surprisingly slow movement speed. Like, you're not cruising around like a, uh, like a, uh, a boomer shooter. I'm just imagining the third-person cam, and you're barely moving, and you're wall running, and you're like, I don't even know how he's staying up in the air. <laughs> right. You do move faster when you wall run, when you, when you slide down a slope, and... You have a dash, but the dash is like super short. So I, I don't, I don't feel like it's the speed I really I, want I from re- this sort of game. I really want to see the third person camera now. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna look insane in first person and third person. It's like you dashed one foot, man. That's what it feels like. <laughs> That's hilarious. I'm like this is neat, but not quite what I want. Um, 
Yeah, and I just don't understand why it's like this. Because I played, I played a lot of the other like uh, boomer shooter inspired games recently, mm -hmm. where you are just a motorized vehicle. Yeah, you're you hauling can... ass. You're pizza tower. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's really strange for this just clearly cyborg ninja thing not to feel like that and to feel pretty toned down and like you need to use these mechanics to go quickly well maybe it's a fort solace situation the engine can't handle him moving any faster uh <laughs> jesus that's what they said about fort solace. they did uh that can't be it though because okay. the, the one new mechanic you get a motorcycle oh well there we go that's out the window the motorcycle's really cool <laughs> But cool. it, it is just a linear, like, you're driving down this course sort of thing. It's not doing the, the okay. combat rooms anymore. Yeah. It's just chasing a dude. Cool. Uh, but it feels good, and it's really fast. Nice. Yeah, so that was very cool. I was like, okay, I'm glad you put this in the demo, because that gave me, like, something that makes it distinct from the first game. Right. Um, so it... I'm pretty sure using it as FSR or something that the motion player just. Of looks course, like we're about to enter the era of every game is using FSR and it looks like shit. Yeah, it just looks like vomit. This is why I kept saying, like a month ago, two months ago, whatever. If Sony has a bespoke temporal AA solution in the PS5 that they crafted, the PS5 Pro, mm -hmm. that would sell the console by itself to me. Yeah, and a number of other people because FSR two just looks bad. Yeah, no, the whole game just looks like mush. Let me let me put it this way. Th that way we can really get the scale of this down. Ladies and gentlemen, all of our listeners, the iPhone this year will have a better upscaling solution than the PS5. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> now then, <laughs> with that out of the way, and this isn't speculation, I've seen comparisons in, pr like, red papers. It's literally a better solution. Good lord. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, just... That's insane! In, like, always, I will play your game of 720p before this. <laughs> this yeah. looks terrible. Yeah. And it's the whole screen. The entire screen. Even though it's first person, it's still just goo. Right. Yeah. You can even... You can crank it up to 120 frame per second mode, and it's like, this looks smooth, but, like, smooth... While breaking apart. Yeah. Like a YouTube video. Mm-hmm. Because that's the future of graphics. Yeah. <laughs> so that was something. Uh, the only other thing I played was the Star Ocean, the second story R demo, which I believe some other people have played. Wasn't Departure yeah, I also, in the I title? A teensy bit of it. Isn't I no? Think just, I think it's just. I think it's just Star Ocean second story uh, R two. Okay. okay. Yeah, the second story R two. Uh, the the first one, the PSP remake of the first one is Star Ocean: The First Departure, and then the version of that they released okay. for modern platforms is First Departure R. Okay. Uh, I also played that. You played that. Chris played that. Yeah, I played that for like an hour. Yeah, that looks really nice. Yeah, it does. I like how the environments have a lot of detail, but I'm still a sprite. Yeah, I like how your sprite actually interacts with the 3D environment too, so it moves. It moves the grass and stuff that you walk over. Yes. Mm. I like how really nice the profiles look. They do look nice. I was surprised when they talked. I wasn't ready for them to have frames of animation. I think it's really funny. As a Dragon, yeah, I, as a I, Dragon I kind, Seeds fan, I dig that. <laughs> I kind of wish I could turn the lip flaps off. They're a little bit uh, bad. No, no, it's so good. You just add some chewing sounds uh, in your head. 
they've they've added mechanics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, they completely redid the UI, which um, I I, I kind of thought the I kind of thought the inventory just being a big box full of your stuff in like two columns had soul. But I guess modern <laughs> audiences need you to be able to sort things. It, it is really um, weird to open the menu and not to look like the Star Ocean menu they've been using right. like since from two until the newest one. Mm. Oh, yeah, it's weird not to see the characters like the sprites like walking mm-hmm. in like a in like a row. Um, but the original didn't have the ability to power up your uh, special mood. Like it, it didn't have all these fucking combat skills. Although they maybe they maybe they just split off the combat skills into their own thing because you could learn combat skills from skill trainers and mm. stores, and then they would do combat things if you leveled them up with the skill points. So maybe they just separated those systems out. But now you have skill points and battle points to level up different things. And it seems like they maybe um, changed the way skill leveling up work too, works too, but I didn't play far enough to find that out. But it definitely seems like there's some mechanic changes in this. Also, here's an evil change, an evil, evil, evil change. Um, so in Star Ocean 2, characters can have uh, innate traits. There's eight of them. They're, they're, I, I, I can't remember all of them, but it's like sense of taste, aesthetic sensibilities, um, one of them is nimble fingers, and these these will re- the character when they join your party or when you start a new game will randomly have some of them. Like two, I think you start with two. Um, and you can you can discover them, but there's a, there's a very complicated chart. Like certain characters can only discover certain things. Uh, but anyway, you want your main character to have nimble fingers because that's what's required to pickpocket people, which is like the most insane thing in Star Ocean 2 where you can just steal something from every NPC in the game. You walk up to them and you you get the skills, you buy the item you need to do it, and you walk up to them and press square. Every single NPC in the game. Uh, so in the, in the original, you could check the menu to see if you had that like 10 seconds into the game. Now it's like 20 minutes into the game. And just to be clear, that's the evil change he's talking about. That one thing. Mm-hmm. Chris yeah, is literally can't. like, they're fucking insane. They they had Arceus t- say five text lines in a non-skippable cutscene, so I have to wait longer to re-roll my shiny Arceus. <laughs> yes, correct. <laughs> L- luckily, I luckily I got it. I got it on this demo and immediately saved. And I'm like, okay, that'll be the save I love when, when the game comes out. Uh, fucking, uh, th- this problem never even occurred to you. Apparently, you're like, well, in theory, that would have sucked, but I just rolled correctly. Save. In fact, they might have even done something where it's like, yeah, the main character always has that. Whatever. I mean, we know that would you're make gonna sense. do it. It's so. super valuable. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I really like this. I appreciate the you picked up an equipment. Do you want me to equip that? It's good. By the way, we won't ask for accessories. And I'm like, good, because you're a machine. You can't possibly calculate the <laughs> myriad of effects my accessory lineup will have, you <laughs> fucking stupid computer. Get out. Uh, very streamlined, very felt, very quickly loading. I appreciate this game in so many ways. Uh, also, the soundtrack's pretty good. And you can choose the original soundtrack. So it was really neat seeing that first town like an actual 3D because it's mm-hmm. it's a PS1 game that used pre-rendered stuff, so it's always neat to see that just fully fleshed out. Yeah. Mm. Um, one other one other gameplay change in the original in like the original, 
sometimes you'd hit a guy really fucking hard and he'd get knocked on his ass and have like cartoon birds around his head and not be able to do anything. And mm -hmm. you'd have no idea what caused that or makes it occur. Uh, now they have like a shield gauge above their health bar, which I presume is what that is, is you break that and it busts uh, their ass. Mm. Yeah, I'm really excited for this game to come out. Did anyone yeah. have anything else they wanted to say before? Not really. I wish there was a, wish there was a little less bloom, like one tick less bloom. You're gonna have to buy it on PC though. <laughs> You're gonna have to use reshade. <laughs> uh, that's it for Bob games. Yes. Uh, Agro, did you play a video? Uh, I, a game? Yeah, and instead of the myriad of, of cool demos and shit that came out, I played one video game. Yeah, what's that? Uh, I, I played more Starfield. Uh, I wanted to point out a couple of things. I remember before I started playing it, you had mentioned that a lot of reviewers were saying some shit about how the game really comes online at like the 50-hour mark. Yeah, a number of people said that. Um, so for those of you who have played a bunch of Starfield already, I think I have gotten to the part where the second part of the game is. Okay. Stuff happened. Uh, and that's cool. Also, I posted a, a picture of a gun on Twitter that I got and made a joke about uh, Kiapa. Um, when you go to the, 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 the weapon screen, it says that gun fires 7.5 millimeter ammunition. When you go to your ammunition, it, it gives you the full name, 7.5 millimeter white hot. So I pulled out this giant magnum and shot a guy with it, and most of his health bar went away, and he was on fire. <laughs> That's pretty good. Every time I get a new pistol in this game, it is the most deranged thing I have ever seen. It's amazing. Are you sure you're playing Starfield and not Borderlands? <laughs> Every now and then I have to check. <laughs> okay, Agro, I, I, have an I have an important question about Starfield because I played a little bit more and then gave up. Um, I, I saw multiple people mention this. So many that I'm scared it's not a joke. Do you get space shouts? You like mean like Skyrim, the Dova but, King? But it's space? Functionally, yes. <laughs> no! <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah it's that's... it's pretty great. <laughs> so you are Skyrim space, space born. Yes! <laughs> you don't know how accurate what you just said is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i'm not sure how this is all going to shake out but uh how you remember starfield is going to be different after a certain threshold of people get to the back half of this game i think oh okay uh also the, the, the they called it oh it's the least buggy game bethesda's ever put out and honestly i, I didn't really encounter anything until i got this one yeah, where we we finished a scene where we're all sitting around a table at Constellation talking about Constellation shit, and as soon as that scene is over, every NPC in that table triggers the "Hey, when you have a second, we need to we need to talk," and they all seem to think that they were with me on like three story missions ago when a thing happened because they all wanted to talk to me about it like they were there. <laughs> what? <laughs> So I got a lot of really free, easy NPC like ranks up. <laughs> okay. All right. 
whatever. Just take the hand out. You're like, man, you looked pretty shaken up. I'm like, bro, I don't even know your name. What the fuck are you talking to me for? <laughs> Looking around this room like, I don't want to fuck anybody here. This, this sucks. <laughs> I'm so depressed. I'm going to still do it, though. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get my money's worth like out of this game. <laughs> Like, I'm sorry, you're all you're all Bethesda NPCs. You don't have that one muscle in your eye that makes your face look right when you smile. <laughs> that, uh, that, a, that an artist, I think, from uh, I think from Riot or EA, I forget where, did like a really long thread about, here's why the, the faces in Bethesda games look weird. Mm-hmm. They don't take this one muscle into account that makes your smile not look like you're a wax statue. <laughs> and they always head tilt when they do it, too. It's, it's fucking creepy. Well, that's so that way you can't tell. <laughs> they're like they'll never notice i am enjoying skipping so many side quests in this game because like in a medieval fantasy setting walking around a town of 20 people and hearing someone go oh man blackout drunk randy's gotten in trouble again i hope somebody figures his shit out before the guards throw him out of town that makes sense uh-huh. when i'm walking around cyberpunk dystopia fish town and a random guard who's like 30 yards away goes, Hey, Martha needs some help in the kitchen. Yeah. And then, and then a thing pops up on your screen that says, Go talk to Martha in the kitchen. And then you have an activities list that's 80 items long that just says, Go talk to name. And it's not sorted by location. Oh. That's deranged. Yeah, yeah what? That is a. This game has a UI problem yeah. in that it's bad. Yeah, yeah, I could tell that. Only that was, this is hour. the worst. <laughs> this is the worst UI they've ever done. It legitimately is a big reason why I, I just like, I'll, I'll play it when I build a new PC. There will be a mod to replace the UI entirely. Yeah. I will get that. In mm-hmm. fact, I think there's already a mod. There is. Somebody's like, well, just, yeah, it's just Skyrim, so we just put our special UI mod from that on there. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, like I said, like the the story quest that I've been doing, the side quest that I have been doing, because like NPCs, the ones where you don't talk to someone, but you get close enough to someone and they take your camera and now you're talking to them. <laughs> I do all of those because I, I, I went to the poor side of town and some guy's like, hey, you should leave. <laughs> like, why? Because there's a really bad gang here. And the great thing about Starfield is they'll give you an option to go, do you know how big my dick is? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that in online videos and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. I get We're to be- here to attack you as you try to enter orbit. I have a giant penis. Oh, shit. This guy's got a giant... Why didn't they warn us? Like, most every persuasion has an option to go, I mean, or I could just murder you. That's a good point. <laughs> look at my gun. Look at all the random shit on it. Does this look like a human made this for self-defense? No, you're, you're probably history's greatest mass murderer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. Thank you for noticing. Which actually has made my, my playthrough rather dynamic uh, in, in, in the Ludo narrative. Uh-huh. Because like I said, I'm going to nail one of these characters to, to get the experience. Uh, and, and I figured the first one they paired me up with would, would be the, the most standard easy route, Sarah Morgan, who's a total fucking cop. Uh, she like she doesn't like anything I do that isn't turning people into the authorities so oftentimes I'll get halfway through a quest turn around and go wait here a moment (laughs) and then I'll go finish the quest and then come back and pick her up 
It's just like you're just outside the fucking gang stronghold and like the shadow falls over your face and be like, excuse me a moment. And you go into the door. There's a bunch of gunshots and screams. You come out drenched in blood. It's like, okay, let's go. And they're none the wiser. Wait in the car. When I started this game, I said, all right, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it this time. No stealth. I'm not going to steal anything. I'm going to play this game straight and I'm just, I'm going to shoot people. Mm-hmm. And the nonstop parade of psycho handguns they keep handing me has facilitated this wonderfully. <laughs> I saw someone try to play this game stealth. That seems like an unenjoyable way to attempt to play this game. So I think you've made the right decision. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, me watching this one Duke Donuts Starfield stream has taught me one thing. is that this game is really glitchy. Well, I guess two. And stealth seems unenjoyable, but... I mean, one often leads to the other. Well, the glitchy part actually <laughs> was, he came up to this watchtower, and there's just like this settler who's like, I love oh, taking God. a picture. I'm trying to get the perfect frame. He just loads a gun into her, and she's like, ah! And then, te- like, flies away like <laughs> fucking Ultraman. <laughs> and then he's just like, where did she go? And, like, one, two... Three. She's now sitting where she was a second ago at full health. She's like, I'm waiting for the perfect time. God. Also, I haven't really looked into it, but I don't think you can stealth if you don't have like at least one rank in the perk. Yeah, like, you have to take the skill. Yeah, like being behind something out of line of sight doesn't work. So one time I crouched into a warehouse and people started shooting at the cover I was behind, and I'm like, oh, okay. Your blood was too loud. <laughs> Yeah, it's a Bethesda game, so if you don't have the magic, enemies cannot see you if you're not if you cannot be seen. Their yeah. their NPC sense will pick yeah. up on you. But it's fine because when, when they're trying to do an extended combat sequence and they land a ship that I happen to be near the landing zone of, and the, the door opens a crack and I huck a grenade into it <laughs> and it just cooks everybody inside like fish in a box. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm like, okay, fair trade. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that should be the goal of a Bethesda game, to just mm-hmm. not try to prevent a solution like that. Uh, so you think you're sticking through to the end? Oh, yeah. Like, the, the, there's enough interesting stuff in this, and I can ignore everything I don't care about well enough. Like, all the base building and buying new Starship parts and oh, all that finicky resource bullshit. I, I haven't fucked with it at all, and it has not mattered. Would you really ignore the base building in a Bethesda game? I just don't know if <laughs> it, anyone would. God, at 15 that. hours an... into the game, I went to a planet and couldn't afford to build any of the resource extractors. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, maybe I have to build one at one of the workbenches in the basement and decided that's not worth it. Fair. Yeah. Well, I look forward to trying Starfield next week and checking in with Agro on how his playthrough is going. You didn't play anything else, as you said? No. Okay. Uh, Chris? why uh, did... I played a little bit more of Starfield. Oh, okay. Here, here's how I... Here's what, why where when Bethesda games fire to me. Uh-huh. I get told, go do something. And I, I, I amble towards the goal and go towards anything that pops up in my points of interest thing at the top of the map. And Uh eventually I get there and eventually I do it. Skyrim seem, uh, not Skyrim, fucking Starfield. Starfield (laughs) seems, Starfield seems 
distinctly opposed to the idea of just going out and wandering. Because I went out and I wandered a bunch on the starting planet. And there weren't, there wasn't shit there. Mm -hmm. Like it, it, it was legitimately copy pasted things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, and then, and then I talked to somebody who's like, dude, there is none of that in this game. You go out in the wilderness if a quest tells you to. Yeah. They spread the stuff out all over the galaxy and you don't know where it is. Yeah. That <laughs> like some, sometimes you warp into planets and it's like, here's a thing. I'm like, shit, cool. A thing happened. See, that's, yeah, so I think they, they I killed think... the really big thing. Like that was, that was the biggest thing that I liked about Bethesda. I liked just being a weird murder hobo that stumbles into your, this den of bandits and kills them all. And then I walk up to some guy drenched in blood and he's like, Oh, I really need this gym. And I'm like, you mean this thing I found before you gave me the quest and then just put it in his hand and the quest is over. I yeah. love that shit. Mm -hmm. This I... doesn't have it. So yeah, I think that's, yeah. that's a lot of when you saw it come out that like the planets have edges, right? Mm -hmm. They have hard stops. It's not seamless and an entire planet of wonder. I think that's where a lot of that crowd got disappointed because from what I understand, a lot of people do play Skyrim like that. Yeah, yes. I mean, what, the first thing I did was when I played Skyrim was like, I want to see the edge of the map because that's how I usually play open world games. So I just go pick a direction, go right. And that usually leads to things. Adventure. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I used to play Oblivion all the time, I, I fast traveled every time. They're like, hey, go to this city, do this. I'm like, okay, I'll fast travel to that city and do this. And I'm like, no, oh, this game's all right. Yeah, and the yeah. first time I played it without fast traveling, I'm like, oh, this is what the game is. <laughs> and Starfield yes, is nothing but the... jumping around. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm not, like, even the planets having, like, walls, invisible walls is fine. Right. But there's nothing out there. That's the part. <laughs> right, but that's that like... kills me. That's a part of the goal wasn't to make that experience because I think one of the things you would do along this path is make the planet roamable, right? Mm -hmm. Have it be seamless, well, put things out like there. The, like the Outer Worlds, which is a Bethesda-style game made by Obsidian. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, the planets are much smaller than, like, the Bethesda open world, but there's still a little bit of the... You can just go out and wander around and find some stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, I would be fine with... it. it like, I would expect at least... Like, I, I don't expect a million procedurally generated planets to have interesting shit on them. Like, I'm not unreasonable. But, like, the planet that you start on, that the capital's on, you couldn't have, like... Like, it's just weird that it's, like, no, we copy-pasted the same wind farm eight times. We copy-pasted a couple caves with nothing in them. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it probably would have uh, been cooler for, to me at least, if it was just... We weighed a solar system where there are like five planets that are really well fleshed out. Yeah. And said they, they uh, wanted a bigger scale in a different way. Mm -hmm. So 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 instead I, I reinstalled Skyrim. <laughs> I mean, like I was saying before, they sort of have that when you're just jumping to random planets. Uh -huh. Like like one time I, I was trying to jump to one, but it's like, oh, this is an unexplored route. Oh. Which means you have to jump to the closest planet you have an explored route to and then just jump to the planet you were trying to jump to anyway. Wait, so there's not like get yeah. off and do something there? Yeah, no. Like, 
It's just weird. But I, I, I have to assume they did it this way. So you do warp to more random planets. Cause like one time I warped in and there was uh, a space station casino that wasn't responding to hails. And hmm. I go in there and there's fucking bandits in there. And I have zero gravity gunfights through <laughs> three floors of a space casino. And then unlock the manager's office to get the secret code that makes the jackpot pay out. And I'm like, this is cool as shit. No, that sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> In, in, unfortunately, in my head, I'm thinking that it looks about as good as the D Cowboy Bebop live action intro segment. Uh -huh. <laughs> like, oh no! Yes, that's also what I pictured. <laughs> oh. Um. So yeah, I'm just on on Starfield. I'm just gonna wait until I can play it on PC. Also, I Bob is right. For a first person game, bare minimum of 30 FPS is not acceptable anymore. Yeah, I just yeah. can't do it. Yeah, no. Like I, like I said, I'm running out of a laptop, and I'm I, I don't dip below forty unless something drastic happens. <laughs> it, it, it's also weird to be like, okay, you're out in the wilderness. Most things aren't moving. Temporal AA is working as intended. Game looks crisp. I go into like New Atlantis, the big city at the start of the game, and I'm like, oh, this looks a lot blurrier all of a sudden. Mm. And then you look at water, and it's shitting its pants because temporal AA ruins water forever. Yeah, no, it's real bad. <laughs> uh, so I started playing Skyrim. Uh, mm -hmm. I never, I actually never did any of the Skyrim expansions because oh. I got all my Skyrim out in, out before they were out. I, I have strangely, having sold Skyrim for years, I've heard basically nothing but bad stuff about those and people being disappointed. Like, oh, they had a really cool idea, but they didn't deliver on it well. Mm. That's why I heard so, about all of them, but so maybe... In, in, Forgoing, forgoing um, my promise to play it with Dark Souls Combat, <laughs> I instead opted for a vanilla plus experience where I just installed a gigantic mod called Legacy of the Dragonborn, which adds a bunch of stuff. And I also installed the, in my opinion, the, the ultimate Skyrim mod, the one you absolutely need no matter what, alternate start. So mm. you don't have to start. So an alternate start is just, you you wake up in a jail cell. There's a statue there. It's like, which of these origins do you want? Do you want to, to be a shipwreck survivor off the coast? Do you want to be an outlaw hiding out in the woods? Do you want to be a do you want to be a local at this specific inn? You'll get to pick from a list of inns. Do you want to be a member of this guild? You can get the list of guilds. Do you want to own a house in one of these big cities? You get to pick what city. Uh, you know all these choices, and, and I and I pick. And I, there's a special one for Legacy of the Dragonborn where you get to be the head of the Ruin Explorers Guild. So that's mm. what I pick. And uh, it's Skyrim. And I feel like at this point, you don't really need a whole lot of descriptions about Skyrim. I pick a direction. I go in it. If I come up on a point of interest, I go in it and rob it and kill everyone inside. And then I keep going. Okay, so instead of digging down on that, uh, I'm going to ask your opinion. Uh, which do you prefer, Oblivion or Skyrim, and why? Probably Oblivion. Um, Oblivion has much better quests. Its quest lines feel more um, substantial. The thing that bothered me a lot in, Sky in, in Skyrim was that the quest chains to become like the head of factions are so short. Like, it, I remember mm. I did all the Fighters Guild quests in Oblivion, and that took me a whole day. Like, a, I'm sitting down and playing Oblivion for, like, eight hours. It mm -hmm. took me the whole day. In Skyrim, it takes you, like, three or four. 
and it's mm. even shorter for like the mages college you become the head of the mages college in like 20 minutes yeah that was <laughs> i did that once it went that was the whole thing oh fuck i guess you're just and, that and good for, <laughs> and, and, and for comparison for comparison in oblivion before they even let you in the fucking mages college you're like get a letter of referral from every mages guild in the country so you have to go do a quest for every single individual branch where they give the you a letter of recommendation. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, specifically an Oblivion quest. This guy, this guy, this guy's a dick, and he has the letter you want. And you're like, I dropped my wing and ring in the well. Yes. Can you go get it for me? And so you go into the well. You're under. You're fucking underwater. You don't have a lot of. You don't have a lot of air unless you make like a water breathing potion or something. You find this corpse of the last guy who wanted a letter. And you take the ring off his body. It's been enchanted to be 300 pounds. <laughs> so it over encumbers you instantly and slows your movement to a crawl underwater. <laughs> yeah, this just reminds me of that Morrowind thing where you walk outside like the first town and the dude falls from the, 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 yeah. the yeah. sky and dies. It's like, oh, he's got these cool boots. <laughs> I wonder what they do. <laughs> And there's not there's there's like almost nothing like that in vanilla Skyrim at least I don't know about the the two expansions. Mm -hmm. And plus, Oblivion okay. has the really great expansion where you go to the Shivering Isles, the demonic plane governed by Sheogorath, the Daedric Prince of Insanity. Oh man, even even talking about Shivering Isles, like I should play Oblivion too. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> so so the reason I, I I thought I would ask you this question is not only because you like Bethesda games uh asterisk um so we booted the xbox we and, did this and, and the xbox is like <laughs> hey bro you need room for starfield and we're like yeah that makes sense it's a, it's a big game and i shit you not we bring up the thing to delete games and it's like hey i recommend you delete mm, hi-fi rush it's such a big game it's so big and i'm like Back for Blood is right there. Twice well, as large easily. Hasn't been well, played in twice as long. That's an online game with microtransactions. They want you to boot it up and spend money on microtransactions. Right. And what I was telling Bob is I think the reason it suggested deleting Hi-Fi Rush is because he beat it uh -huh. on the Xbox. So it was like, whatever, you're done. That, that's almost certainly what it is, yeah. That felt deranged to me, though. It does. It's like, guys, that's your your own game. It's your only W. Right. That was one of the 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 highly positive Xbox games of the year. They're like, get rid of it. Yeah, it's I done. just want you to forget there was fun here. <laughs> uh, but somebody somebody was like, why is Oblivion there? And I'm like, it's it's seven gigs and it's fucking Oblivion and it runs great now. Like, who doesn't want that? Wait, do people not know Oblivion's good? <laughs> Am I crazy? I feel like it, I'm it, insane. So that's why. It did only sell like five million versus the seventy-five trillion copies that Skyrim sold. Man, I am very surprised they've never done like a special edition or anything for yeah. Oblivion. It does just seem weird. Yeah. Like like every time I have to go through, admittedly very short loading gates uh, in Starfield, I just my brain pastes the Oblivion loading screen <laughs> over it. <laughs> I do like the Oblivion loading screens more than the Skyrim loading screens. I also mm -hmm. like Oblivion's music more than Skyrim's music. Oh yeah. Um, but the big thing, the big difference between the between them to me really is just like, yeah, it's the quest writing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For me, the vibes uh, of Oblivion just seemed 
Like, there's just something about it. Something about Oblivion's just entire look is like a PS3 360 era tech demo. Well, not only that, it feels yes. like something the scale of EverQuest has been turned into a normal RPG for you to play by yourself, and it looks really fancy mm-hmm. there, for there is Windows like a PC we- in 2006. There, yes. There is, like, a weird spell that, like, how generic Oblivion looks in very specific ways creates, mm-hmm. where it is that, like, I am playing the fantasy game, period. Mm-hmm. Yes. But uh, all the trees have to face the same direction. Doesn't that look bad? No. <laughs> uh, excited to play Skyblivion in four more years when it's finally out. The complete <sighs> conversion of Oblivion to Skyrim. Good lord. That's, that's cool as shit. Uh, last thing I want to say about Skyrim. It's a shame Microsoft owns uh, Bethesda now because, man, I would have liked a port of Skyrim VR to a VR headset I want to use. Yeah, that'd be appreciated. Maybe you can buy. You can still buy Skyrim on. Maybe they'll do it. They don't have a VR thing. It's not competing with themselves. I doubt they'll do it because uh, look at they'll Starfield. Do it on PC. It's only on, uh, do it on PC. Is Skyrim VR on PC? I thought it was only on PlayStation. That'd be insane. 4. Yeah, I, think I think it's, it's on surely. PC. I don't know. Someone can look it up, but I thought it was only on PS4 because I don't know. Uh, let me see. Yeah, you can buy it on Steam. Okay, that's that's good. So the now I just have to wait. Fucking price. That's pretty fucked up. That is pretty fucked up. I, uh, Although I guess you would, I guess you would have to change a lot of shit to make it work properly. But still, sixty dollars. Uh, fuck you. I just have to wait for the PSVR two to get the patch to work on PC. Right. Mm-hmm. I I did think multiple times just with like in the uh, 15, 15, 16, 17 hours uh, of Skyrim I played this week. <laughs> Jesus. Um, uh huh. Like Skyrim VR on a good VR headset would cast the spell. Like you move at the exact right rate. Uh-huh. It has it has like bad feeling melee combat, but whatever you'd like walk like it would it would throw a spell on me for sure. Yep. I'm gonna be honest, I was I was roaming through a 3D Ultima thing, and that cast a spell on me. That was enough to just in VR chat. Uh-huh. And I was like, this is fucking cool as shit. Somebody needs to make a massive scale VR RPG. <laughs> well, we need we need 20, 30 million PSVR 2s out in the wild before anybody's gonna even contemplate doing that. You can make a big game and not spend a ton of money. People have done it. That's true. But uh, yeah, that 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 that's Skyrim. I'm probably gonna play more Skyrim because it's 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 nice to just be like, yeah, I'll I'll wander around and kill guys. Uh, I also installed the mod to give every merchant more money for me to sell my spoils because that was the most annoying part of Skyrim. Like, <laughs> why do you have so little money? Huh. I didn't realize they simulated that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they do, and and they refresh on like a timer, so I can always just go outside and stare into space for three days until their money respawns. <laughs> But that takes a little bit of time. Yeah. So I'd rather just have the mod that gives them five times as much currency. Uh, anyway, that, that's everything I played. I only played a little bit of Starfield, Pseudo Regalia, which we talked about, and a bunch of Skyrim. Uh, you you might have played something else. Do you oh, wanna... right. Fuck. I completely forgot already because it was so forgettable. I streamed Mirror's Edge uh, on Tuesday. I was asleep. <laughs> yeah, Mirror's Edge is sure a seventh gen game. Yeah, unfortunately, the best part of that game is not the story. It is doing the time trials you unlock after you beat the game. Right. <laughs> like, 
the story is the story is atrocious. And by the way, Brianna Pratchett wrote it. Is that woman just cursed? Uh, I don't know what else they've done. Heavenly Sword. The first two Tomb Raider reboots. And she helped with Bioshock Infinite. And she wrote <laughs> Mirror's Edge. Cool. How did you uh, like the car insurance commercial cutscenes? <laughs> they were funny. But the story is so vapid and empty that, like, I could barely, like, my eyes were glazing over looking at these cutscenes. I'm like, wow, I don't <laughs> care at all. They do encourage that feeling. Um, Mirror's Edge is neat. Uh, boy, the decision that EA executives made at the 11th hour to be like, put in guns, sure ruined that game. Yeah, you can beat like, it without it, using them because uh, they don't feel it, good and they shouldn't be there. But they shouldn't. Yeah, but no. I feel like I feel like they made I feel like they probably put in more co of those combat not quote unquote combat rooms because of that. Mm -hmm. And those are the worst part of the game without question. Like when you're out and out like rooftop running and there's guys with guns, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But there's a couple points where it's like you're in this tiny fucking room. Figure out how to progress with eight guys with machine guns <laughs> ventilating you frame one yeah i got stuck when i was playing through it because i forgot <laughs> you could take people's guns <laughs> yeah. i just never did it uh -huh. right um i always remember how cliffy b is like yeah the game's back because uh the gun it, the shooting doesn't feel good there's not enough shooting oh yeah it's, I, I didn't bring it's this amazing up. how it's like you the gun is barely textured you don't have like iron sights there's not an ammo counter they put that shit in in like the last two months of development for sure. I haven't, I haven't brought this up on anything. Uh, I'm going to put it here instead of burying it in a random uh, live stream. If you, if you want to know the state of Cliffy B, you should check out the IGN unfiltered interview with Cliffy B and you'll know exactly what that sentence meant if you watch it. But it doesn't surprise me that Cliffy B would be like, oh, the gunplay's terrible in this free running game. What a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, you, yep. You got it. <laughs> wow, th this sure could have had an amazing sequel if one come came out like two, three years later and had focused on making the platforming feel better mm. instead of nine years to uh, lock half of your options behind a skill tree. Yeah, it does do that pretty severely. I still haven't but there's just played that game. That game's not real. <laughs> there's, there's just a lot of things where it's like, it feels like you should have a little bit more leeway near edges where you can like jump running towards the edge because there's a lot of time it's like, oh, hit it one frame too late. Don't we have a comically huge box for Mirror's Edge Catalyst? We do. Where is it? I guess it's upstairs now. Yeah, probably, probably. I think it's in my room or yeah, something. Yeah, I was wondering. I'm like, Dan, what the fuck are you looking at? I'm trying to find the comically there? huge prop box. <laughs> uh, for like, Mirror's so like, Edge there's Catalyst. A, there's that. Um, you have to tap left trigger to blunt your fall if you fall from, like, higher than a short height, but not high enough to kill you. And I think that should really be just a hold. I just hold it while I'm falling. Yeah. And I'll roll, but you need to press it or else... I don't know. I, I always like damage. learning exactly when to hit it. Mm -hmm. But I, I get it. Like, having some sort of easier features. And just... I don't know. It was. It was fine like it was that that i un, like i have to keep remembering oh right they mean really great for seventh gen 
when all standards were different. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Mirror's Edge, no matter which way you split it, that game is not what you would consider remotely a fully featured $60 game. And I remember even back then it kind of it felt like that. It felt like the story should have not been there and it should have been a cheaper game and everyone would have been happy with that. Right. Um, and it seems like it ideal to easily turn around and make something like that an expansion pack for it or something I, right. i'm honestly surprised never... what a good what a good metacritic score it has it has like a like high 70s or low 80s and then the user score of course is much lower because it was a 60 dollars game that's three and a half hours long mm -hmm. uh i don't think metacritic existed then though so that's people coming to it after the fact like I, it, that was early enough that gen where it may not have existed. Maybe that's yeah. true, but they still people still don't like going into like what seat they think is going to be a big console game and it's three hours long. It's just gonna do. Uh, it's like the fucking American Psycho morning routine. <laughs> Every morning I wake up and I do two runs of Re Resident Evil Three Remake. <laughs> <laughs> I then follow up with a Mirror's Edge Chaser, <laughs> and then I do four runs of vanquish <laughs> then i have lunch he's the ultimate gamer <laughs> yeah that was neat um i know what it is now i'm probably never gonna play mirror's edge catalyst because why would i do you ever want to see a monkey's paw curl <laughs> yeah weirdly it is a uh, pretty short like though it's an open world game really? that thing's like eight hours at most it's like, super short Although, if we're going to be totally honest, like, after seeing that story, I'm like, who cares that they rebooted it? Be mad that they made it an open world thing. They can I do mean, both. I mean, they're both, yeah. They can do both. They can do both. They can do both, <laughs> but I'm like, the story was stupid. I don't understand what the stakes were at any point, because they seemed, it seemed insane. Yeah, it, was, um, it very much felt like they put, bolted in the story cutscenes later to try and figure out how this game would make case. any sense or right. was, yeah no it doesn't the, have what uh, you would call a good story structure i i'm really tired of seventh gen games having the masked character and you immediately go oh it's that one character because there's nobody else in the story yeah they're, <laughs> yeah. they're always it, dumb yep somehow they didn't think about how that would be obvious every time it, it, it is funny how like up until 2016 every dystopian government was like a fusion of like the fascist government, but all the also the overbearing liberal government from Demolition Man. <laughs> because like the government in this is clearly evil and has stormtroopers and whatever, but it's also like, yeah, they regulate everything. Can't do anything without getting taxed and regulated. And I'm like, okay, you're gonna are you gonna have uh that one comedians come out and talk about how he wants to eat grease a lot like demolition man <laughs> it's the exact same bit there's also like a plot point that only exists for two seconds where they're training evil ninjas to like counteract the runners who deliver notes yeah they <laughs> and sure... like you find the underground fucking paintball court where they've been training these people that sure was a thing for a second <laughs> yeah for the end of one mission Chat's bringing up, and I didn't realize this, uh, Mirror's Edge Catalyst is 120 frames per second on the Series X. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's ooh. pretty cool. So well, I, I did install it. it. Maybe I'll boot it and look, see what that looks like. You'll be like, like wow, ooh. why'd they do this to this game? <laughs> it's so pretty now, though. <laughs> but, yeah, that's all I played. Oh, okay. Well, I'm watching a Digital Foundry video now, so we can't go on to the... 
<laughs> oh, wait, I can't tell them no. They're the pod lord. Oh, oh my god, the pod lords. <laughs> <laughs> And I have some burning on my screen. Do 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 Imagine getting burning and it's not even an OLED. <laughs> yes, that's right. The Podlords. Podlords such as BN12, E. Lee Broyles. Bountiful blessings to you all. Still! Red Blaze no. 27, Susu Shiro. Bountiful blessings <laughs> to you all. Oh no! I don't, we don't need this amoeba shit. <laughs> Fucking shadow stuff. <laughs> what are one shades of wonderful remastered? WTF, Spider-Man. Mr. I like spam. I'm baby, but now in HD. <laughs> <laughs> DFW, 3K. <laughs> Look at this baby. Look at him. He's I've beaten exactly one from soft game. Time to become that guy. Oh, oh, you beat post-patch Baltius? That's cute. <laughs> you earned it. You be that asshole. I heard his fiery short. This is cool. Shiny Mew. Kristen. Juice of Frost is holding the entire game industry for ransom. That's a crowded job this what week. What are you, Yinity? <laughs> Kyle Bjork. Context is for the weak. Hmm. Huh. I didn't realize Carbuncle showed up in a golf game. Right? Yeah. Huh. Monster Hunter Ryzen and Raiden. Cooper Tank. Man, the sound four from Naruto were lamer than I remember. Fucking hate those motherfuckers so much. Jesus. God damn it. That's an insult to the fucking Sound 4. They had really cool fights against their opponents. Right. It's like the, it's like the peak of that series. <laughs> Ochi, when I leave him as bait in Heroes Hideaway. <laughs> Indigo Sykes, Drive Typecast. Congratulations, Shin. I'll leave it over there with the others. Yeah. Splatoon 3 has a real problem. <laughs> Next time, bros. <laughs> no, that's incorrect. I'm sorry. When the Switch 2 is announced, you'll get to see Metroid Prime 4 again. We'll take it out of the hostage center. But until then, you're going to be waiting. And you know what would help get Metroid Prime 4 revealed? Some sort of theme. <laughs> a raccoon hiding away from all those Jinkaria eggs. <laughs> I don't know how to tell you this, but they're coming from inside the segment. Right? 
Shinji16 wants to remind you that bountiful blessings <laughs> I trusted you. <laughs> oh, please. We don't need more Jinkaria. Although he's certainly fucking better than Captain Shusuke Amagai. That's true. Yeah. The bar has never been lower. The Super Mim. I don't know why Chris wanted this, but who am I to turn down a request? Jesus. That is perfect. That is better than it could have been in my dreams. I love this. <laughs> Jinkaria is a dinosaur because I played Goodbye Volcano High. Right. Yes, like, well, yeah. where's, where's the Jinkaria snoots? <laughs> Jesus. Saraline. Timothy Fister has total faith in Vanillaware's new project, but that title is very HD2 decor. <laughs> no, because it's because it could convey anything instead of being. We didn't want to change it from the project title. It's not a project name. Like seriously, you're just saying Unicorn Overlord is worse, is as bad as Triangle Strategy. I mean, Project Unicorn Overlord does sound like some shit we would say. Project <laughs> Unicorn Overlord sounds like the CIA committing high crimes and misdemeanors. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Bearded Joe, Pleochrome, Krungle Spum, Goodbye Volcano High. <laughs> Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's sure how it looks most of the time. <laughs> Mr. Wolfheart, another Jinkaria edit hit the podboards. <laughs> the podcast is under attack. <laughs> I'm going to have to request nobody makes me George Bush ever again. <laughs> <laughs> I went to an anime convention last weekend and decided to cave into buying this figurine of Nico Robin. That's nice. Treat yourself. <laughs> Be good. Arc Seaside. Noodle. A Lego isn't enough. This is what John Riccatello deserves. Dog. Oh. Dog. Nice. Dog. 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 Excellent rug also. Sup, dog. <laughs> <laughs> My plan, Ichigo, it just works. <laughs> Mm. Oh god. Oh god. I, I it took me a second to realize it was uh Jinkaria Todd Howard because I'm just like Martin Short as Jack Frost? <laughs> yeah, you've edited so much I couldn't recognize him at all, but it's still pretty great. I, I you should have gone with the two-tone shirt, but other than that it's great. <laughs> Don't give them notes. <laughs> oh, it's a nice blade, but you know, it could be serrated when you stab me. <laughs> Void. I am too lazy to make dinosaur Gene Caria, so here's Earl Sinclair. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. And evil saver, but Booba. Well, yep, that's sure one of the most popular fake characters now. Value add. Thank you very much to our pod lord. Some Thank, of you, them pod more lord. Than Thank you, pod lords. Thank you, pod lords. And if you'd like to become a podlord, you can go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash gbpodcast. For as little as $5 a month, you get access to many benefits such as early access to Chugging Bleach and Pokemon Go to the Movies, our two monthly anime review podcasts. You also get extended and cut content from other things we do when indeed such things exist to be given to you. You also fund a show every month with half of them being us watching and discussing a positive thing that we'll be all like and have fun, hopefully. 
uh, and half the other half being a public show where we watch something horrible and then talk about it. And the horrible one. And the horrible one come with a commentary track. Uh, and there's lots and lots of those for things you don't want to watch, like uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine. Uh, and if this fucking strike goes on, maybe Quantum of Solace. Oh, boy. Mm. Have, you, have you ever, have you, listener, have you ever sat there and wondered, I wonder what Dan said on that day. Well, you can simulate what a simulation of that might be like if you listen to our commentary track. For the period pre piece film earlier this week, remember me of the remember early aughts. It's definitely a period piece uh -huh. because it certainly didn't succeed at anything else. <laughs> uh, you also get access to an entire film. That film is uh, Isolation 119, a movie about a man going to Thailand to solve the injuring of his brother, but instead he just gets drunk and gets into fights with the locals and and a member of Organization 13 shows up and talks to him in a Microsoft Sam voice and tells him to kill himself. That's not a joke. That is quite literally the text of the film. Yeah. And it uh, it is just as logical in the film as it sounds right now. And that's funny as hell. That's patreon.com slash GB podcast. If you don't have any money, it always helps us immensely. Just tell your friends. Rate us on Thursdays. Rate with a T us on your podcast app of choice and like this video on youtube right now leave a comment even both those things please the the cruel machine god that we've somehow trusted with all our fortunes boy what a mistake patreon.com slash gb podcast uh we have plenty of news i'm gonna get to news that isn't the big news mm. first we're gonna we're gonna start with the small baby news okay mm -hmm. this news is like <laughs> i'm baby and i'm like hd <laughs> Uh, ladies and gentlemen, iPhone 15. Let me break down what's so exciting about iPhone 15. Please do. Done. <laughs> Good segment. Uh, it has a USB Type-C port. That's literally the only thing that makes most people's neurons fire at all. Uh, but to talk about the weirder aspects of it, uh, if you're talking about the iPhone 15 Pro, uh, they have a new, completely different GPU architecture to do a really, really high-end GPU in it to run console tier games. So they have Resident Evil 4 Remake, Resident Evil 8, Death Stranding Director's Cut, and everyone's favorite, Fort Solace, coming out on iPhone 15 Pro later this year. Oh, in Assassin's Creed Mirage, right? Uh, that's actually next year. Oh, that is next that year. That is next right. year. So, uh, otherwise, here, otherwise a, that would have been really funny because I would be like, yeah, let's do a three cam video. I'll play it on my phone. <laughs> Here's a prediction. Uh-huh. The next Monster Hunter is going to launch on iPhone. No way. They would have to pay Capcom so much money. Well, Not I, exclusive. I, right. Just like, in oh. addition to everything else, day one, it will be there. Yeah, I mean, I was talking to Bob about this, and I'm like, we're in a weird situation where the iPhone 15 Pro can play real-ass console games of a tier that the Switch can't even begin to approach. Mm -hmm. And that's bizarre. That's really weird. Um, extra layers of stuff, as I mentioned earlier, as a point of comparison to highlight the absurdity of how bad FSR 2 is. Uh, these new things, like the iPhone for a while has had like machine learning processors on them. Uh, neural processors, I think is what they call it. Um, in the iPhone 15 Pro, they have through their metal API surfaced and being executed in these games that are going to roll out their temporal AA solution, which is, I think, metal FX upscaling 
Um, and based on what I saw, pretty good. Better than FSR 2. Um, but, like, Intel's also better and NVIDIA's also better. Which, if you're listening, yes, FSR 2 is the worst one, basically. You can debate that Unreal Engine's worst or Insomniac's worst, but... You're wrong. Um, also, these phones support ray tracing, which was a very funny segment where they're like, check out the iPhone 15 Pro running a real ray trace video game in 30 frames per second. I'm like, even Apple can't make ray tracing look sexy enough. No, I, I, true. I saw that segment and I, was, I scoffed and I was like, I'm just upset to be seeing ray tracing. <laughs> I am terminally tech headed and I'm squinting. You didn't do it. When I'm when I have to sit there and go, like I'm watching the Star Wars Jedi Survivor video from from Digital Foundry. <laughs> oh yes, where they turned off ray tracing for the performance mode, and I, most of the comparisons make me go, I guess there's a difference. It's a little bit less green because that should splash against this wall. It's not really, it's, you know, you know, it's not really better. It's just different. Yeah. Um, so frankly, I don't I don't know that the ray tracing is really gonna matter, but are, are I had gonna, the thought um we, we should get another weird well real quick. We should hit we should get another Infinity Blade. You remember those games? Mm -hmm. Early iPhone, they're like, look at these fancy Unreal Engine. I'm like, yeah, we should have another himbo video game. We need another one. It's just a ray trace fucking swipe the screen and the night guy does cool shit. There's always going to be a market for a person who wants to spend $20 and see something fancy on his phone and be like, holy shit. Mm -hmm. Are we like, going to enter this weird space where people are like, no, we're not pushing the consoles as hard as we can. We want that shit to run on a phone. I don't know. I don't know how much of a market there is for like, and all these games seem to just support the dual sets. Even Apple is bringing into their conferences. Yeah, we work with the latest, best game controllers. And I'm like, <laughs> Imagine you're Nintendo and Xbox when they say that and show the PlayStation controller every time. Every I mean, time. they're fucking right. They're especially with they Nintendo. Are. I just something about the, the the Switch Pro controller feels so unwholesome in my hands. Um, I don't know what it is. It just feels tacky and weird. Yeah. Speaking of which, and this is a good good time to throw this in, and it'll be super relevant later. Uh. I do a thing later. Anyways, Stigus Moosens, the director on Star Wars Jedi Survivor, went on IGN's unfiltered interview back in March when the game was supposed to originally launch. Right. And uh, Ryan McCaffrey was like, is there anything about working on these next-gen systems that has been complicated or, like, what's the hardest part? He paused for a moment. Stig's like, I wish there was parody in the controllers. And I'm like, good goddamn! <laughs> <laughs> Somebody has you fundamentally what makes your life hard about working on these boxes and you had to go... Fucking one of these controllers didn't. It shows up late to work all the time and fucking phoned it in and <laughs> isn't in love with me anymore. That's fucking crazy. You never hear devs just openly open fire on them no. like that. That's anyway. Anyway, uh, aside from that, the actual things of interest that aren't completely gaming centric on these phones. If you get the 15, it's just 60 hertz. Fuck you. Hmm. You get the 15 Pro, you get four, You get the HDR, 120 hertz, variable refresh rate, smooth experience. There are budget uh, Android phones that have 120 hertz. There really is no excuse in 2023 for an $800 phone to not have yeah, that seems the crazy. 120 hertz. Um, yeah, I, I saw people being like, why can, this why can this phone run Resident Evil 4 Remake and not the Switch? And I had to be like, 
That's a phone from seven from eight years ago, and this is a phone that costs a thousand dollars now. It don't cost a thousand dollars to make. <laughs> the switch uh, didn't cost that much to make. Right, but the point is Apple has really good margins. And my complaints on the refresh rate screen thing is they could easily pack in the nicer screen on the eight hundred dollar phone and still make hundreds. Mm -hmm. Hundreds right. per phone. Um so that's one thing. Another thing, the USB port is on both. Weirdly enough, both of them support 4K 60 HDR out. And I'm like, great, we finally hit it. I could do a quick play of a phone game that looks good. Mm. It took the entire run of Gigaboots until now, but I could finally hit the quality level I want. Oh, the games are just the console games, but locked at 30. All right. Pretty cool. Um, the weirder part then, okay is that the basic iPhone 15 has USB 2.0 speeds for data transfer. So if you take some nice quality pictures, want to transfer it off, USB 2, fuck you. You get an iPhone Pro, you get the 10 gigabit transfer speed. I'm like, even weirder, you get the iPhone Pro Max, which is the big boy. And that's what gets you a 5X optical telephoto lens, which... I, I'm excited to see photo comparisons. I want to see how nice that looks. Mm. Um, now, we're going to play a game. Bob, you don't get to participate because you know the answer. Yeah, of course. Hey, guys. I bought an iPhone 13 Pro Max two years ago. Guess how much I get if I trade it in. Bum, 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 bum. 250. Let's, let's pretend it's not a crack screen. Mine is a crack screen. Okay. Let's pretend it's not a crack screen. Bum, 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 bum. Still 250. Bum, bum, bum. Reminder, this is a terabyte of storage. God. I wanted to get a lot of really nice pictures of Banny. That's why I did it. If I get a new phone, I am not getting a terabyte of storage. 130. Okay, so everyone's, everyone's pitching so low, I feel good. They're going to give me... $580 probably is that cracks the screen, so they're going to be $280. <laughs> uh, so they're more generous than you think, but reminder, getting an equivalent phone, trading in that phone, even if it didn't have the cracked screen, means I'm spending like $700. Mm -hmm. And these phones are so similar from a general services angle mm -hmm. that it is fucking insane. Completely crazy. Um, but let me tell you, I have a thing in my family runs deep called mental illness. <laughs> and a lot of my family suffered through alcoholism and other things. But I suffer from looking at my lightning port and getting mad every day. <laughs> <laughs> every day. <laughs> Look, if I have to suffer sure. the family with mental illness, I get to make jokes about it. Like, like, as, as more and more therapists are, are saying to people these days, yeah, that's not... That's not really a you thing. The world just sucks. <laughs> uh, yeah, it would be really great if I never had to look at a lightning port or a lightning cable ever again in my life because that thing has not had a point in at least five years. At least. Being generous. Like, fuck that port. That <laughs> port is stupid. Um, but that's a lot of money. And while this new thing, like, I could even rationalize, like, we could use it to shoot things in areas we couldn't elsewise you know right because it has 4k 60 ProRes, which is very usable there in and fact you can even hook up external storage to do that right right 
and yeah. it also uh, can film and log now in the oh, yeah. 4K 60 ProRes, which is good because before it couldn't, which limits how helpful it is. And Chad, I'm not going to explain to you what log film is. I'm not going to teach you to color grade, but the important <laughs> thing is it would be a lot more usable as a camera. You take it to, to the, 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 the carpenter and they turn it to lumber, right? Yeah. Okay. That's, that's what it means. Uh, so yeah, this new 15, it's not a terrible set, but it's like, eh, eh. I feel really bad because I, I do need a new phone because my batteries literally cannot make a shoe a day anymore. Bob's phone is a zombie at this point. It is very old. How old is your phone? 2017, I believe. It's an iPhone 8. So regular, not not so special. Right. And it's not even like an SE no. that's in the body of an 8. No. That's an 8. It's just an 8. Right. Um, so, yeah. 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 Six <laughs> years is a long time for a phone. Right, and it's really showing it with the way things are running on it now and uh, the battery life being like... Mm. Yeah, if I have to charge my battery, like, every day, then that's new phone time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And you're charging yours, like, multiple times better. Yeah, no, since I started doing more jogs and stuff, and I listened to music with my phone, it's just like, oh, it's down to, like, 10, 20% by the end of a 20-minute jog. Yeah. Like, mm. it's I... not usable. <laughs> You know, that makes me wonder, like, what is the battery life of you playing fucking Resident Evil 4 Remake on your iPhone? Oh, I don't know. I should answer like? that question with a thousand dollars. You should. I'm curious. You don't I, need to. I'm you curious, too, to. and someone better find out. I better have the battery life that's, that is Resident Evil 4 Remake. The... I feel like I'm an willing idiot. to bet it. I'm willing to bet it's going to be bad because that's always what it is. It's oh, like, yeah, I've absolutely. had multiple people be like, "You boot a high end game on an iPhone, and it's like soul contract initiated. <laughs> you get an hour at no, most." No, it's true. Like the funny thing is, like the the iPhones are like insanely battery efficient and insanely powerful on a GPU and CPU front. But these games pack frame rate caps into them, so they aren't running Genshin at a 90, 100 frames per second and killing your battery. Okay, that's which, something. Which is smart. Mm -hmm. Unless you're deranged like me, and I'm like, no, no, we burn brightly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what I was going to say is they announced yes. the, uh, the Pro version has this new titanium case, and one of them is titanium blue, and I'm just like, that's what my lightsaber in Star Wars looks like. I want that. <laughs> It's messed up. They're sickos. And they should be stopped. Bob's like, they're preying on my mental illness at the same time. <laughs> they made it look like a lightsaber. <laughs> that's really funny that that's where your brain goes. The new iPhone looks like a lightsaber. I need it. I need it. I mean, to be fair, I understand you you wanting to upgrade. Here's my fear. Uh -huh. We got, The EU bust their kneecaps and made them put a proper USB port on it. It sounds like the next thing they're gonna start busting kneecaps for is re user replaceable batteries, right? Mm -hmm. And then it would just be like, oh, it's, yeah, this, it's this a forever phone at that point. Because at no point using my now two year old phone have I gone, oh, this performance just isn't good enough. This thing whips ass. Mm -hmm. There's literally nothing it can't do. I'm only ever limited by the shitty internet I can get inside of my cave near a local gas station that I spool <laughs> off from right. its free Wi-Fi. Um, there's literally no shortcoming. The only upgrade that, like, the 5X telephoto would be great for shooting pictures of wild creatures you come across. Mm -hmm. Everybody acts like, who fucking cares? And I'm like, do you not see cute animals? Like... 
I care. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, the normal lens is like, they upgraded the, um, image sensor the year after mine to do better low life photography because they completely redid how the image sensor is. It's the quad pixel uh -huh. setup, which helps reduce, reduce noise. Um, like those would be the major gets other than the USB port not being bad and me farcically buying Resident Evil 4 remake for a phone and playing through it again. And you know that's going to be $60 or something. So you're not. I actually don't know what it's going to be. I think it already went up. I think I could go check. I might do that during someone else's news billet just to see. Because the problem is someone showed it, but it was in a different currency. So um, I don't know. Um, I need to know. Um, but yeah, that's. That's it. That's our phone segment. I hope I don't get one. <laughs> but I do it hope says someone... all ordering it. <laughs> <laughs> How did this happen? Um, oh no, my mental illness. <laughs> <laughs> None of you can judge me. <laughs> um, Bob. Yeah. You have some news. I do. But Agro has less. But hey, Agro. Hey. Uh, talk about news. So uh, it might have gotten lost in the shuffle today with the uh, two ambush uh, shows that we had. But there was also a third smaller one. There was a Night City Wire today that had a pretty long CG trailer for Phantom Liberty. I was upset because I saw the announcement of here is a new thing, a 2.0 trailer for Cyberpunk. Mm -hmm. I booted up. It's 44 seconds of a sizzle reel that doesn't show any game. I didn't know there was this event attached to it. Oh, <laughs> yes. So, so there, there's just... a story trailer with Idris Elba, which okay. that's always nice. <laughs> then there's a huge section in the middle uh, where they talk about music that I skipped over. Uh, and then at the end, they tag on some gameplay with a few different builds showing off how a couple perks interact, you know, that sort of thing. Awesome. A lot of riding vehicles towards enemies and then jumping off of the vehicle Ooh. and either like hitting the ground with a hammer or going bullet time and that, annihilating that everything. That is both cyber and punk. It is. Yeah. And then a lot of new mix and matches with the quick hacks that look like ascending to godhood. <laughs> uh, Xbox. Is launching a new game. Oh, shit. Oh, what? wait, no. I'm oh. sorry. Not game. No. Credit card. Oh, They're launching oh, a credit card. What? <laughs> uh, it launches September 21st for Xbox Insiders. Every time you spend a dollar, you get one point. You use it to buy Xbox shit. You get five points a dollar. You, you door dash it. You get three points a dollar. You can redeem them on the Xbox Game Store for, you know, Xbox games. That's a thing. This is, I should point out, separate from Microsoft Reward Points. It's a completely different system, and it doesn't interact. Okay. This is. It's, it's also to... a fucking Mastercard, which. Uh, mm, I gotta. Mm, I gotta. What ask, else was it gonna be? Right. I gotta ask when you. When you say Xbox games, you mean any game on Xbox, right, and not games by Microsoft Game Studios. I didn't see anything that indicated that. It just it says, like you can use it on the Xbox Game Store. at the Microsoft Store. Yeah, games okay. and add-ons. Okay. 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 Because I'm like, what game? Took me a while to, to track that down because they just kept, kept reading articles. And even the main website, they just kept saying, points, you get points. <laughs> like, what the fuck do you use them for? <laughs> this thing Did has PlayStation a fucking... launch one of these? Uh, I don't remember. What's up, Chris? This thing's interest rate is criminal. 
Oh, they yeah. usually are. Yeah, that's at, how it always at is. The, at the bottom, it's 21. At the height, it's 32. Whoa. Wow. That's worse than the GameStop one. Uh, the GameStop credit card. <laughs> you're going to need a pocket protector for how you're delivering. The GameStop. Does, any, does anybody else get the feeling that Microsoft is like slowly starting to turn into the seedy strip mall nobody goes to as like a company? <laughs> um. This is where I guess I should out myself. I do have an Apple uh, credit card, but the thing is it charges no interest on any Apple purchases. So mm. that's the approach, that, right? That's not, that's not relevant right now, is it? <laughs> what are you doing over there, Dan? <laughs> Aggro tackle him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you buy non-Apple store stuff, it's like 24%. APR. So it's like, yeah, don't do that. Yeah. If you do wow. that, pay it off before the end of the month. Mm -hmm. There are all these hooks in your fucking phone to tell you to pay it off. <laughs> so, uh, VTuber streaming sensation and NFT advertisement <laughs> only up has been pulled from Steam oh uh, my God. Uh, again. Uh, but it looks like it's for reals this time. Uh, the developer said that the game has caused him an enormous amount of stress over the last several months, what with being caught stealing assets for your <laughs> indie game, <laughs> and has decided to just go ahead and delist the thing and hopes that we can all come together and move forward. He's announced he's working on his next project, which will be nothing like this game. It, it'll, oh. it'll be working with a small team. It's called Kith. It's going to focus on cinematography. Who knows what the fuck that means? Uh huh. So, oh, all right. Keep, keep an eye out, I guess. <laughs> no, I won't, but all right. Good to hear. <laughs> In the wake of Starfield, <laughs> <laughs> Sean Murray tweeted that No Man's Sky is having, quote, its biggest month in the last few years. Mm hmm. He didn't say what that meant. Uh -huh. There weren't any numbers, but he said that, and it's all platforms. I that wonder why that would be happen. right. And I, I, I don't, I don't like. Maybe it's there. Are, there are a couple layers here, right? Like it could be that people were watching Starfield footage and reminded, "Oh, remember that other thing? I should go check that out." Or it's people who only have a PlayStation coping super hard that they can't play Starfield. Or people upset after playing Starfield, like, I need to go back. Exactly. Or people who are into VR because they did another VR update for PSVR 2, and I hear that shit looks insane now because uh -huh. they do the eye tracking to crank the resolution yes. way high. Yeah, they got the phobia working. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, ha I haven't logged back into it to check that out yet. Uh, I haven't booted it once in VR, so uh, I feel cheated. I didn't get to try bad VR before amazing VR. <laughs> I hear nothing but insanely positive things. Yeah, it's pretty great. Like when when, when you're in the in the cockpit of that ship flying around, it, it's nuts. It is truly crazy that No Man's Sky ended up here. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. fucking best story of like game development in general in a while. But I do want to state. Uh, I was listening to podcasts and they blame Sony for the bad marketing. And no, Sean Murray went on a fucking talk show and lied about the game. I don't. <laughs> yeah, that's like, not I'm Sony sorry. controlling the messaging. <laughs> yeah, he's got no a man, rights. <laughs> like, I knew it was probably fucked. Like, like two months before it came out, and I'm like, and pe that was when people started going, um, what do you do in this game? And they kept getting uh -huh. cagey. Yeah, 
because you we had seen it at, and again i don't blame the devs for this part obviously if somebody's like do you want to be at our big show you say yes but man they, they were like at every it was worse than death loop it was worse than death loop it was worse than metal hell singer is worth all worse than all the ones we meme about and it's like i don't know what the game is and then it came out and people were like there seemingly isn't a game <laughs> yeah yeah it was yeah. it was rough can't wait 10 years from now to go back and visit a similar success story with redfall <laughs> <laughs> you know i uh, another another problem i have with the infinite dev cycles every game's too expensive now Man, it, it was sure nice when a company could release a dud and be like, oh man, we we sure missed. Well, on to the next project. But you can't do that anymore because mm -hmm. the dud took six years to make. So right. you have to spend like one or two years trying to polish the dud. And it's like, man, I sure missed the times. It's like, well, this game was bad. Two years, there'll be another one. Right. Not a big deal. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's really grueling when I mean, that happens these that, days. As, as a Dynasty Warriors fan back in the day, that's you know you you play one that's a step down from the other ones and you go oh, they'll come back eventually yeah and now we've been on uh, the worst entry in the series ever for the last decade or something i'm so glad you guys made it open world this dead kmart's parking lot is great oh you you're doing a new oh you're doing an expansion for that one and after three years what are you mm. doing <laughs> yeah what are they doing what are they doing sorry that's my other illness <laughs> i still want to like a dynasty warriors and i haven't given up on it even though it's been downhill since five i'm sorry dan either start liking samurai warriors or start really liking one piece those are the only <laughs> ways you're gonna get a good dynasty warriors game ever again oh, or, hope or hope nintendo makes like another good spinoff Three months ago, you asked me to make that decision. It so obviously would have gone towards Samurai Warriors. And now I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I should get into One Piece. <laughs> I, sure, I sure hope with that mm. with that new DLC they're doing, they fucking slip, slip in a next-gen update. I'd like that game to run at a higher resolution. Yeah, yeah they really neat. should. Like, it, it's 180p, no AA. So it's like, man, I see some edges. <sighs> Uh, well, that's it for Agro News. Hey, Bob. Hey, what's up? Let's talk about your news, because we're putting off the main story of the week as long as possible. All right, I'm going to talk about my hypest news story. Oh? Truxton Extreme! Truxton. Oh, man, Truxton. Oh, you can never have enough news about, <laughs> about Truxton. Truxton. <laughs> it comes to PS5 next year. I can't believe it. I'm going to be able to play Truxton on my PS5. <laughs> Has new that'll 3D make, graphics. <laughs> that'll make no fewer than 12 devices I own, which can play Truxton. You know, I was just lying in bed, not able to sleep, uh, playing Truxton on my analog pocket, which I call my portable Truxton converter. <laughs> it... <laughs> It not truxton related news though. Boo! I know. Uh, the people who made Shinobi non Grata, the game I talked about a few weeks ago, mm -hmm. uh, that's all pixel art, it was, it was a ninja. Uh, they are working on a new game called Scramble Vice, which is them obviously making Pat Labor a video game that's a 2D, like SNES style. Ooh. So you, you play as this uh, cop lady who drives a giant robot mech. Pat Labor is pretty cool. Yes, Pat Labor is pretty cool. <laughs> 
And it seems that there's some, some levels inside and outside the mech. And it looks like you might be able to get out of the mech and explore, like, say, in a Blaster Master sort of thing. Ooh. Uh, so that looks pretty cool. And they show the mech getting lots of cool stuff, like missiles, launchers, and stuff that you could add on. I was like, oh, is this like this is, 2D armor core? This is pretty cool. So that's exciting. Uh, Gungrave Gore Ultimate Enhanced Edition announced for the Switch. Nothing else. Just the Switch. So it looks terrible, but it has brand new content. Uh, over 100 gameplay improvements from the original version. And it adds Rocket Billy Red Cadillac. The character who wears all red and fights with the guitar that shoots lightning. All right. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, we were hoping he was going to be in that other one, but... Yeah, he didn't make it. In, he is basically, he is basically the same hairstyle as Fry from Futurama, and in fact may be based on him. Yeah, that checks out. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't complain. Um, hey Bob, what's up? Never mind, we're good for one more story. Go ahead. Sure. Uh, Stig is Moosen, the director of Star Wars: Fallen Order and Survivor that we just talked about earlier in this podcast. Uh, he is leaving Electric Electronic Arts, leaving EA. We really don't know much else about this. Uh, this was reported by. Uh, Randall Weaves, Weaves. <laughs> Jason Schreier. Jason Schreier. Um, Holy shit. So dire. Uh, he previously stated in interviews earlier this year how he always envisioned this Jedi series to be a trilogy. That last game does, in fact, very much leave it open to more stuff happening. Uh, cool. What'd they do? Great. What EA do to this man? I don't know. I wonder. I wonder if it's something like, um, yeah, all, all everything but Jedi Survivor. Like all our single player shit bombed this year, except for Jedi Survivor. We're really stupid and not going to preserve that. We're just going to get rid of all of it. Could you imagine they were that stupid? At very least, I could understand being Stiggy's Moose and being upset the game came out the way it did because performance issues were pretty bad. Yeah, no, it's launch. really clear that they wanted to launch with the version they got out like two weeks ago. Right. There's no and, way they wanted to launch what they did. And even after that patch, the PC version's still rough as, uh, you know, a podcast I listen to with a guy who also owns a 4090 uh, informed me. Still not there. Still not there on PC either. That's crazy. Also, the quality it's, mode, I'm not sure you saw it. The resolution mode in the latest patch literally runs down at 10 to 15 frames per second in a very specific area that what? they used to benchmark it originally. Ugh. It seems like the performance not is it that normally uh-huh but that one area it just literally drops to 15 and 10 frames per second it's unreal it literally is the worst i've seen a game run on the ps5 mm. i don't think there's a single other game that runs that bad so anyways i'm excited to hit that part in the game and then change modes and be like ah look at this what the fuck <laughs> yeah i have to wonder what is, i need to see that i need to know what is the the congestion point <laughs> it's just some river just like, going around a thing and he just runs yep. <laughs> <laughs> right um no i want to see a dead alien <laughs> preferably an ancient one <laughs> right in mexico, mexico. <laughs> get some fucking logistic legit street tacos while i stare at this extraterrestrial Congress. There's just something about the image of like shitty running tourism, like going to find the specific part where the fucking tanks. Yeah, just like turning it on and just blight town, blight town. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> 
It's it's the gaming equivalent of rubbernecking in traffic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, Bob. Hey. I read your next news story. Yeah. No. <laughs> That's what I thought, too. But they did it. This uh, is insane. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I will say, if nothing else, what Bob is about to describe is only $15. Oh, thank God. Thank God. Okay. It's so insane. I don't know how it exists. At least it's only $15. The last Gun Vault game they released is 25 or 30 Right. I think it's I think it's 30 yeah. But yeah. that is a thing that should exist. Right. Whereas th th this, Gun Vault Records, Psy Chronicle. Uh, that was my favorite line of Lego. Right? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> My my immediate thought, immediate thought when, uh -huh. I, when I read this was, oh, so it's like Hyperdimension Neptunia producing perfection, the rhythm game with six songs they only released on Vita. Yeah, yeah, because this it, is this is a rhythm game, yeah, right? This is, a, this is a rhythm game where they have three D models of all the uh, songtresses from each Gunvolt game, like doing their idle game dance on stage while uh -huh. you do rhythm mini games. There are 15 songs. That's a song a dollar. I guess. I guess it's the least is $15. I was seeing the quality of models they made for these characters. I assumed uh -huh. they were going to charge 30, 40 for this. And this would be like that Kazuda Eye game that kind of ripped you off. <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, we're so late in the PSVR 2 run. Uh, it, it does. It doesn't even get close to the level of ripped off I was by Firewall Ultra. <laughs> right. It doesn't even mm. fucking get close. <laughs> what if I, the keys in an eye game is fun, actually, and I enjoyed it more than Beat Saber, as it turns out. <laughs> but that's me. Yeah. So this is a bizarre thing. I can't believe they're making it, but they are. I guess they had to put their expertise in 3D model making into use now that they're done with the uh, Galgun games. Mm. For now, oh, well, I mean, were those on Unity or Unreal Engine? I don't know. I think they were Unreal Engine, but I don't know. know. Galgun screams to me Unity. <laughs> yeah, it does. Has a very Unity energy they, to it. I think. Well, I guess Unity's pretty old. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Fun fact: Did you know Unity got started because they wanted a good game engine for game development on the Mac? Huh. Just some guy way long ago was like hey we need a good engine on this who would have thought from such humble pragmatic and uh, positive beginnings could result oh wait we're not there yet uh, it was like okay so, so hey bob let's do the rest of your sure day. uh hades 2 early access is coming on uh, q2 2024 cool Neat. it's on steam and epic game store so you don't need to Man, worry about being trapped anymore <laughs> thank god tim sweeney's so washed what was his fucking plan yeah, seriously. We, we somebody take Tim Sweeney's fucking 48p Twitter icon and turn it into Jinkaria, where he doesn't know what a fucking JPEG is. Um, but like, okay, here's the Epic Game Store. I, we're never gonna improve its functionality in any way. We're not gonna try. We're not gonna act. We're not gonna try and have a, a library with as much breadth as Steam's. All we're going to do is buy these exclusives until, until everybody realizes that decimates your mind share and stops taking our exclusive deals. The end. Yeah. Yeah. It, it seemed like they could have ramped it up 
in done the things Chris was saying of like actually improved the service and things. No, but it, it's a lot easier to scream about Steam having a monopoly and demand market share for no effort. Yeah. And I bet that Unreal Engine would really benefit and Fortnite would really benefit from the new machine learning and RA tracing on the new iPhone. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> uh, Digital Eclipse, makers of the making of Karateka, Karateka. Anyone else? Karate K. <laughs> Karate K! Yay! <laughs> Uh, they are teasing wizardry. Good. Twitter. So that's cool. Wizardry is a really fucking important game. And no, I've never played it. <laughs> Why are you would stupid? I? <laughs> <laughs> but I would absolutely get this because uh, let me be honest, I, I know a lot about card attacking just from like experiencing other games from that man and looking into those. Right. And I don't I, know shit about wizardry other than its impact. I, I don't know anything about the making of wizardry. Right. And that that's exciting. Cause yeah. I, I feel like the story of that creator of Karateka is super well told and documented. And it I've is. seen it like from other YouTubers and stuff several times. It is this, the making of Karateka does it better than they ever did it. Yes. But not enough people talk about wizardry, especially in its impact and development, because for people who don't know wizardry and Ultima are like the two forebearers of, and there's a third guy. I can't remember what the third game was because they jacked like fucking Yuji Hori or whatever. Jackknifed us with that one. We're like, <laughs> what the fuck? None of us realize that. But these two games are like the progenitors of the JRPG genre. Mm -hmm. Like when they went to make Dragon Quest, they literally wanted to make that. But there's literally yeah. two branches of wizardry. There's like the American wizardry and the Japanese. Yeah, wizardry because wizardry took off Japanese that sequels. hard in Japan that they just had to go. We will lift this burden. <laughs> I for, I, for, I think it's the Japanese branch that has the unbeatable game where you play as the unbelievably weak wizard who has so few spells and, and everybody who plays it wants to die. I but. I don't like chat being like, might and magic? I'm like, no, that's a thing you know. <laughs> this it? literally shot us from the darkness because no one knew this third game, he said. Yeah, I got so used to Wizardry being a Japanese game. And so the first one's American? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Both. Yeah. Okay, it is. I am thinking of Wizardry 4, The Return of Wordna. And it is It is one of the we like, <laughs> uh, Western ones. ones. Apparently, it is one of the most difficult games ever made where it's like, you have to draw your own maps. By the way, here's an unmarked teleporter trap that's impossible to map. This was a oh. fucking 19... This was a DOS <laughs> RPG from the 80s. It, it existed to make you miserable. Right? You ever just have, like, a, a spray can of bittering agent you spray on people? <laughs> you love this, don't you? Yes. You just get a can and what they cover switch cartridges with to <laughs> run up to people and spray them. Uh-huh. <laughs> There we go. Mechanics from Ultima. Character progression from Wizardry and dungeon design from Questron? Questron? That sounds incredibly fake. <laughs> so that was that was the thing they shot us with earlier this year when that was uh, translated. That interview was translated. I hope they make this. Yeah. I hope they make uh, the making of Wizardry. Yeah, I'm super excited for any of these. I think that what I've seen of that Karateka one is really cool. Oh, it's amazing. Like, I want that for a number of different games. Mm -hmm. I want that for Load Runner. 
I want that for Bomberman. I want that for basically all of those early, really impactful games that you saw on everything. Yeah. That also blew up in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> I want that for Sokoban. Hey, Bob, what's your favorite Sokoban game? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this is esoteric, I think. No, that's a very specific genre of game. You're just not nuanced enough of a retro gamer to have an opinion on this. I see. You have failed the test. <laughs> uh, you have any other news? No, that's it. That's it? Because we were talking about Truxton. Oh, that's true. You have some Truxton opinions, though, and that's, that's really important, you know, as a gamer. Okay, Chris. Let's okay, we'll start do, we'll blasting. Do the, uh, we'll do the big one last. Um, yep. Uh, so Bill Willingham, the creator of the comic series Fables, you know, that Telltale is doing the game based on. Yes. Uh, he basically said, DC's trying to fuck me. It's, it's, it's uh, public domain now. <laughs> based. <laughs> nice. That, that is so uh, good. Because a as he explained, he's like, they're fucking me. I, I'm 67 years old. I don't have the time or money to sue them. The one thing that is inarguable in my contract is I own fables. I own it. So I am doing the only thing I can and saying, fuck you. It's it's public domain now. Good. So fucking Chad. Man, I wish <laughs> contracts were still written in a way where everyone could go out like this. Right. <laughs> that he, everyone could he, just he, like, he nope. Said, he said, I signed this contract when, in, when I was confident it would be in good hands at D.C., Company changed. Now it's in bad hands. I can't take it away from them. So all I can do is put it in as many good hands as possible. It's public domain. Awesome. Oh my God. <laughs> God. It's just sitting at the negotiation table holding a grenade. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. You can't Holy. undo that. His, yeah. It's over. No, 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 no matter what his cause of death is, his eulogy will now say he died from having nuts too huge. <laughs> <laughs> his fat suck fucking sack killed him. Oh Crushed under the weight of how much of a Chad this motherfucker was. God, that's so good, man. Damn. So, uh, Embracer's looking to sell Gearbox. God. Now, Gearbox is wildly profitable. Board all the Borderlands games have huge tales, except new tales from the Borderlands, which nobody likes. Um, like, it's, it's, it's like probably Embracer's most profitable division. What on earth reason could they have to want to sell it? There's three possibilities. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I, there's only two. One, things are so dire, they're going to run out of money. Yeah. Yeah. They mm -hmm. have to be underwater for that to make any kind of sense. Right. Or yeah. two, they took loans under such bad circumstances to make all these acquisitions, obviously puffing themselves up for a big acquisition or mm -hmm. a big scoreboard deal like that yeah. Saudi Arabia thing. Wow, our corporate acquisition is so great. They make the industry so good. They're um, so good and based and I'm winning. <laughs> and that like, well, our company, like this is basically admitting our company was always fake. Yeah. Right. Yeah, though, no, absolutely. Clearly, they did not enter this with good intentions. No, that it was all for this deal that fell through. And that's it. Which is weird because for a bit there, it did seem like there were good intentions. Okay. Uh, I need everybody bit, yeah. to wave. Everybody wave. Everybody wave. Wave a little bit. 
Goodbye, limited run games. <sighs> Goodbye. Oh. You're owned by Embracer now. Goodbye. I wonder how they feel about that. Probably bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was time for the big news. Okay. Unity earlier this week decided uh, they wanted more money. <laughs> and the way they would get this money from you is uh, charging you 20 cents for every install of your game. Everyone across any device. They even clarified and said, if somebody installs your game, uninstalls it, and then installs it again, those will both be charged. Uh, to which many people responded things like, what the fuck? Are you stupid? I'll kill you. And uh, <laughs> many other things. Uh, uh, some, some good ones were, how are you going to track that? To which they said, we have an algorithm to lie and make up how much you, we think you owe. We yeah. can't tell you because it's proprietary technology. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, other things such as, uh, uh, no, it, it's active as of right now. Um, in January, it will be retroactive and we'll charge you for everything up until now. Right. Um, apparently something with a contract that's not legal at all. Oh, yeah. Not no. legal this at is all. not yeah, legally enforceable. Like, it, yeah, people are like, uh, we made our game seven years ago and, and shipped it. And like, does this apply to us? Yes. Which, of course, which also very, very illegal. Mm -hmm. It is weird. It's weird to, to be a company to be so fucking self-assured that you're like, we can just say contracts are different years later. That's yep. not universally like the one thing everybody of every social class and strata understands instantly. <laughs> right. Like, um, this is the only time cool. I've ever like, like the in exile owned by Microsoft Twitter account basically posted something that's like fucking come try and take it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like they picked a fight. They couldn't win against anybody uh -huh. like they they just saw hasbro do this shit what did you think was gonna happen yeah it's uh, i've never um, seen more indie devs come out with knives oh, yeah. ever mm -hmm. ever indie was, devs that ne have never said a word about anything be like we're never using unity again Th this game will be delayed because we have to change engine sorry Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh the Cult of the Lamb Twitter was like, buy Cult of the Lamb because it we're taking it down January 1st. <sighs> yup. Um the developer of the like one of the head devs of Silk Song has been going around and favoriting every tweet tweet making jokes like Silk Silk Song delayed two more years as they change engines. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so over like and and and, Tim, and of course Tim Sweeney's like rubbing his hands together and be like, by the way, we'd never do this to you. In fact, there's multiple things in our TOS that guarantee we can't. Because <laughs> we're what a company, company that wants to remain legal. <laughs> uh here's a bunch of resources for switching your games over to Unity. You can apply for a grant and we'll fund you changing in engine to Unreal. Jesus Christ! This is this is so much a bigger win for Epic than the game store. Oh my god. It's hard to be this stupid. Yeah. Yeah. It it takes years of determined self-indoctrination 
to believe that the world just exists because of your whims. It, they, the funny thing is they tried to walk it back a little bit a day right. later. And it's like, this is still horrible. They're what like, oh, we need to do damage control. Like, the, it's not damage. You destroyed it. <laughs> yeah, your company's it, gone, my guy. <laughs> you don't have anything to salvage. You need to start, like, sweeping the dust away for the next tenant, or we will charge you for the cleaning fee. <laughs> like, you're fucked. So the amazing thing here is you, you have to sit there and wonder what sort of mind dictates that this is the direction of a company. And this is what they're going to do going forward. Uh, well, let me tell you, there are two video games about this man. Travis Strikes Again, No More Heroes Returns. And No More Heroes 3, where that character, uh, what is it, Damon Riccatello? Dam Damon Riccatello. Is directly based on the current CEO of Unity because that man sucks shit and ruined Suda's life back on Shadow of the damned during seventh gen when he was at ea go play that game shadows those games do a really good job of, of like outlining the exact piece of shit this person is shadows of the damned is so great with the context that seemingly ea was up his ass the entire time if you suda did a manga about the original concept for shadows of the damned which is so radically different i am now convinced suda went fuck you i'm making an an ugly negative parody of seventh gen games. Yeah. Which it comes across as. Yeah. Uh, it, man. It's, it's, it's hard when you have the cool badass guy who literally can't read mm -hmm. to read it any other way. Um, so, so like Riccatello for the record is the guy who said, if I could, I would charge p people for reloading in games, mm -hmm. like yeah. reloading your gun. Yeah, and game and developers who, said, who aren't monetizing their games yes. in manners similar to that are stupid. No, he said, quote, 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 are fucking idiots. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was coming in at a two or three on the stupid scale, and I'm surprised he, he didn't he use the R word, honestly. You know, <laughs> he didn't know was a fucking... during the panel. Right. <laughs> Uh, so Unity canceled Town Hall today and closed two offices of work because they got they got uh, what they considered credible death threats. According to the San Francisco Police Department, they were from a Unity employee. Yeah, understandable. Like, yeah, I mean, can you imagine the distress this put that employee in? Mm -hmm. They care. They, I know people who yeah, work they at already Unity. Have to not deal this with, person. To be clear, let me give a little bit of context. Yeah. These people also have to deal with John Riccatello going, fuck you, I'm selling your work to the Department of Defense. Right. You wanted mm -hmm. to make video games, now you're being now your work's being used to make military software. There are so many layers of this isn't what they signed up for, and this is their life's work. And now on top of it, he is making them the enemy of everyone they've ever cared about because mm -hmm. when you make that you care about the people who are going to take your thing and make games with it because you care about games and you care about enabling indie devs so yeah someone's gonna snap yeah and of course if it was reported as a death threat it was likely from an employee because if it if serious action was going to be taken uh an outsider wouldn't have sent a warning <laughs> they would have actually done it like when well, aggro crab wants you dead <laughs> You just don't wake up. <laughs> oh, that was another thing. People were like, well, how, how, is, how is Game Pass and stuff going to work? Yeah. Uh, to, which, to which they responded, uh, you'll have to pay for that. 
And then everybody went, uh, and then they went, no, Microsoft will have to pay for that. And then Microsoft went, uh, uh <laughs> try again. Like, well, what if they pirate the game? Oh, don't worry. Our magic box will tell. <laughs> uh, and if you think, if you think somebody has set up a virtual machine to repeatedly install and uninstall our game, uh, uh, uh in, in a way to, to, to talk, take your money, just tell us, just detect it yourselves. Tell uh -huh. us and convince it it's fraudulent. Oh, you're going to feed me that data so I can tell myself, right? No. No. What? What? Like, that's your job. Bro, you this sold is... tech to the U.S. government. That that doesn't actually make you a potentate of a sovereign state. Like, you don't <laughs> like, get to just is... make the rules. I, I, like, we're making a lot of jokes. And if you're listening to this and have not been following it, I have to make this clear. Unity really did just decide... We're changing the terms of every contract we've ever signed unilaterally in order to charge you rent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So so when you listen to Big Think and you wonder why we're pretty anti-corporate, this is why, because they all want to do this move. I've seen a number of people on Twitter like, why is every company this year ruining their good image? What, what happened to good PR? And I'm like, no, this was the end game. And they all think they're there. Mm -hmm. We all went through the pandemic, so every corporation's brain went, oh shit, we're in the fucking post-dystopia state. Fuck them now. Do it as hard as you can. And some of them get away with it, and, uh, and others are unity. Yeah. Leah, like, you're done. Like, yeah. nobody's at, like, you can walk it, unless you walk it back so hard of we're undoing all of it and including terms in the TOS specifically to say we can never attempt this ever again. No, You're not losing even that. everybody. Like, it, it, it's it's like will, when Wizards pulled this shit. When someone tells you who they are, right. believe them. Listen. Right. You, you have to, know. like, you'd have to fire Rickatello. Yeah, you'd have no, to see, he, like, massive head shifts. Fun fact, we have a comment on that, in case neither of you saw whether they think that's an option. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Would you like to hear it? Of Very course. much. Okay, here we go. Uh, risks related to our management and brand, uh, blah, blah, blah. Our success and future growth depend upon the continued services of our management team and other key employees. In particular, our president and chief executive officer, John Riccatello, is critical to our overall management, as well as the continued development of our platform, our culture, and our strategic direction. It's over. Right? Like, if you typed that at the end of this day, you are dumber than he is. Um, and, and everybody made the jokes about John Riccatello offloading a bunch of stock the week before this happened. What people dug up is tons of unity leadership did. Mm -hmm. What? Enough that, and, and you know, I would be, you know what, like normal, I'd be like, well, there surely must be some explanation. They didn't just bald face do insider trading. If they're stupid enough to push this, they might have. Like one guy, like, uh, Tomar Barzeev, unity's president of growth dumped 1.5 million dollars of stock at the, at the start of this month. holy shit that is so much more than i understood yeah. john to have done holy Bo fuck board director board director shlomo devrat which i can't believe that's a real name um dumped 2.5 million this is not you're selling your monthly amount because because sometimes right an yeah. executive will get a certain amount of stock each month and just has it automatically set up to sell this mm. is not that this yeah. seems transparently to be insider trading i don't see any way to read it other than that right yeah, like that's who crazy. are they planning to sell unity to this is crazy well this is nobody now insane. 
Yeah, because here's the thing, like, you, you need to understand, you know, like Agro was saying, you know, when somebody tells you who they are, listen, there are some people, a large amount of them, indie devs, who, no matter what you say, what you promise from this point forward, the trust is broken, and there's a very emotional response to, no, never again. Mm -hmm. You're the yeah. person who made them worry they were going to lose their entire life savings. Because that's what this is. For all of them. Mm -hmm. um, all of them are worried about this. Because it included demos. And yeah. then it included in all of these things. And they're just moving the target. They're like, uh, we're going to fuck you. Yeah. Well, not that yeah. much. We're still going to fuck you, though. Like, it wasn't just bad. You made it uncertain. And also, it was really... Like, this This isn't the fuck bags just raising the price of everything because they can. Right. You, this would destroy lives. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a reason a lot of these free-to-play games use Unity. Uh, the the terms are a lot better. And this is pissing Unity off. Clearly, they want more money from Genshin just from installs. Right. They want more money from Raid Shadow Legends, which I assume is a Unity game, because look at it. Um, and all these other things. And it's, it's fucking insane. It's fucking insane. Just raise the fucking price. Like, that's so it, much more tolerable conceptually. Right. Than, this than trying bizarre, to retroactively like, tax them and pay, make yeah, them pay rent. Yeah, it's just... It, mm, it's insane. Mm -hmm. uh, that is what it is it's insanity yeah fall guys is another unity game there's so many unity games that are this free to play Jesus. success story and that's what drove them insane mm -hmm. yeah it's funny because yeah. in their own words they're like we did this to better balance the distribution of benefits between unity and game developers <laughs> mm -hmm. like i'm just imagining some poor fucking indie dev who puts their game up for free on itch.io some little tiny game they wake up and unity's like beating on their window where's our fifty thousand dollars <laughs> they're like what but my i don't charge money for my game like bro if if you sell tools and somebody uses them to make something and they sell a shit ton of them you are not entitled to a cut of those profits no you need to fix your brain yeah man the concept of landlord as a job really yeah. ruined Mm -hmm. like the like concept the, the, of what corporations should all aspire to be entire executive cast and this sickness of being entitled to rent yeah mm -hmm. it needs to be purged it does it does um so upon hearing this news i went you know blender is a great success story blender is open source it's community driven and it's free mm -hmm. why don't we have that for game engines and i was really confused that because it's 2023 I understood all these years past, maybe wasn't time. It's definitely time. Why don't we have that? And then I look into it and it's like, oh, Godot, which is what I'm calling it. Godot is like Gal Godot is G-A-D-O-T. This is G-O-D-O-T and it's video games. So Godot, I assume. Anyway, I've never heard an executive from the company say it out loud. Mm. Is an open source free engine. Mm -hmm. However, apparently it's running into that other end of being open source. Um... Apparently, it is very, very open, which can be cool, but also the whole community is like, I think it should primarily support this language. I think it should primarily support this language. Mm -hmm. So anyway, um, I'm going to say we all need to... Because here's the thing. Unity is at the spot it is because of you, the game developers, and the people making YouTube tutorials to get people used to Unity. If all of that power shifted anywhere else it would get as good as Unity eventually. Mm -hmm. That absolutely would happen. 
the power was never in Unity's hands. If no one used the fucking engine, it would be nowhere. Yeah. <sighs> My God, I hope we can turn Godot into a fucking blender. That I would hope be we can incredible. make a blender. Because here's the thing. These studios like Adobe and other people who make these high-end tools and stuff and competition for Blender still fund Blender because at the end of the day, they too want to use a thing that's completely royalty-free. Mm-hmm. So I could see a world where an engine gets good enough and maybe people are funding it through that way. You know, Sony mm-hmm. could find in their space some engine that is open-source community-driven that works for some of their projects. Maybe Microsoft or Nintendo. But we need enough support behind any of these engines or new from the ground up. Anyways, Mike Acton's making a new engine. He left Unity. He was their main engineering <laughs> guy. Can, can you get your thing going now, Mike, please? <laughs> right now is a great time. <sighs> Fuck John Riccadello. Yeah. You know, the two-face line? It's like, you die a good guy, you stay alive long enough to become the bad guy. He did it twice. He was just a bad guy. Right? He's just a bad guy twice. I don't... <laughs> he, he's been able to go around all these companies being the bad guy, though. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Anyway... Let's uh, move on to your next news. Oh, wait. Your next news is everyone's next news, which is one of these two directs. Mm. Yeah, we had two shows today. Yep. Mm. Let's do the Sony one first. It's shorter. Yeah. It is real short. Uh, let's also see. also sucked. <laughs> hey, spoilers. You can't just say it sucked, even if it did suck. Uh, we opened on aggro in sweatpants walking up a mountain. Every time I see that guy, I feel attacked. <laughs> you should. Uh, in the middle of this trailer, they do modern comedy bit of people say the same thing over and over back to each other. God, like, that was you, so fucking bad. You use yeah. a grapple hook. Oh, I'm going to use the grapple hook. Well, good. You use it. I'm going to use it. I'm going to use it. It's uh, This is how comedy writing works in 2023. Anyways, that game comes out 2024. It's the co like i think is the name i don't what's the term for yeah it is co-op right i think fucking yeah that's that's the running game yeah Mm -hmm. yeah uh next up roblox is coming to playstation we already knew this they they announced this a few days oh did they they announced this at a roblox thing huh crazy october 10th they specifically said playstation 4 and i'm like excuse you that better have a next gen mode fucking playstation 4 (laughs) Ghostbusters VR Rise of the Ghost Lord. Oh, fuck the Ghost Lord. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Where'd they come oh, from? Oh, God. We're going. <laughs> Go to the Ghost Lords. Uh, this looked cool. I'm interested. Yeah, it seems neat. I'm interested it, it, in this. It seems neat. Um, it's total bullshit. Like, if, if you're going to create, cre- you should not be able to create any kind of creative character in a Ghostbusters game that doesn't look like a middle-aged exterminator. <laughs> I'm sorry, that Ghostbuster be- Extreme exists, so they have to cater to that audience. <laughs> this is more like Ghostbusters Fortnite edition. It is. If Extreme was made nowadays, it would look like this. Yes. Uh, Resident Evil 4 VR mode. 
They yes. put the word yes, mode there, which is noteworthy because before now, I'm pretty sure it just said VR. So it mm-hmm. could have been a separate viable game. But Resident Evil 4 VR mode is coming out winter, which cool. is a vague span of three months. Right. <laughs> Probably early next year, actually. Almost definitely early next year. It better, it better be early next year. I don't need that in the middle of the game of the year crunch. Come on now. You're like, well, that's technically still Resident Evil 4. <laughs> Anyway, it could uh, be it could be number one too. (laughs) One and two? Oh my god! Resident Evil Four remake separate ways, which is the Ada DLC stuff, is coming out September twenty first, along with Mercenaries update that adds Wesker and Ada. Separate ways is ten dollars. VR is free. They showed that Avatar game. Sorry, I was just going to say Mercenaries updates also free. Yes. Uh, they showed uh, that Avatar game from Ubisoft and it was a 60 frames per second trailer which is weird because I feel like every time Ubisoft showed it it was locked 30 Mm -hmm. Uh, it looks really insanely high fidelity (laughs) Ghost Runner 2 demos out today Bob did you know that? I noticed oh okay we had to talk about earlier (laughs) oh hey hmm uh, let's see this next one. Uh, no green controller console covers are ever coming. Sorry, aggro. Blue, red, and silver announced. Yup. <laughs> yup. As they Oops. were having the explosion, the textures that it's changing constantly, I'm like, a world of infinite possibilities that exclude green. <laughs> yup. The silver one, it, I felt like I was being lied to because they showed ice for a moment. I was like, oh, it's going to be transparent. That'd be so cool. That's what I thought. That assuaged my my depression and anger. And then they took it away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuckers. I, uh, I feel like we need a nation of gamers, a sovereign nation of gamers. And in order to sell your electronics in this nation... Purple transparent plastic oh. must be the default. Like we need a sovereign nation of gamers and we can trick John Riccatello into coming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making an island. <laughs> Hell Divers 2 gameplay footage with random dev team seeming members chatting. Yes. And, and it was like a Ubisoft Boo. conference what from years year ago. What year is it? it? Gamer chat. So bad. Like, I don't think Sony could make this game look worse than they are. I don't understand why they can't turn out one good looking trailer for this game. Yeah. I don't understand because when I mechanically think about the game, it seems neat. And mm. I'm going to give it a shot when it comes out. But just every trailer just seems kind of bad. Yeah. Even this one from like a level of what are they doing in the trailer? It's like, oh, we're struggling to shoot it. Drop the huge thing that explodes it. I'm like, wait, why didn't you open with that? <laughs> well, we had to strategize first. <laughs> you died twice. Where did that get you? <laughs> Drop the fucking 500 kilogram bomb or whatever. Anyways, that's out February 8th. Thank you for not coming out this year. I'm busy. Spider-Man 2 looked fucking dope. Yeah, it did. That looked crazy good. You have augmented yeah. reality vision to see the cool holographic shit in the air. You, The city's twice as large. They say the fast travel's instant. The game looks unreal. You get to go to Queens. They censored all of the missions. Like, they blurred the mission titles. I laughed so hard. <laughs> the Chrysler building's not in it. That's so stupid. If you make a building tall enough where an entire city needs to tolerate it, your ass is public domain. Yeah. 
That's oh, is that why it's not? Uh huh. Because yeah. they couldn't get yeah. the rights to it. Oh come on! Isn't that fucking stupid? That's what an insane thing! I've seen the Chrysler Building show up in so many games too. Yeah, and they've had to negotiate it for. Apparently, the new owners are just dicks. Like if I can see it from New Jersey, <laughs> yeah, it belongs to everyone. Right? Fuck you! Absolutely not. Go fuck yourself. Ah. Do they have a cyber-looking version instead? Just like I hope they just have a giant billboard good. that says "fuck whoever owns the Chrysler Building." <laughs> it's a gigantic middle finger they built. That was cool. Uh, this actually leaked ahead of the state of play. Tales of Arise Beyond the Dawn DLC announced for November 9th. It's set a year after the end of the game, and it has 20 hours of content. Neat. Motherfucker saw this Xenoblade DLC shit and went, "We need." They keep doing that. That must be working. <laughs> we need some of it's that. So man, weird, this is like two out years after the game. It's bizarre. So there's, who who in this a, DLC impregnated three women? There's not a single thing in that game that I'm like I I I need more like there's there's not like there wasn't a sequel hook. No. Just like, just like do you want us do you want to pay us money to run around the areas we already made and look at these characters and I'm like I didn't really find the characters that interesting so no. I'm just rewatching the trailer looking for the smirk the knowing <laughs> smirk. That it's, guy he did it. <laughs> Honkai Star Rail launches October 11th. Finally got a date. Right? Hell yeah. Thank you. I didn't get in that beta at all. Oh. You I'm, know what beta you could get in, baby? Probably. I don't want it. <laughs> Some Xenogears character? What are we talking about? Uh, we're talking about Foam Stars Open oh. Beta. September 29th to October 1st. I hear that, that game's, game's really fun. Almost, oh, yeah? almost certainly dead on him. Yeah, every impression of it is real positive. Yeah, huh. like every time a trailer comes out, people are like, this is dumb. Everyone who played it at the show is like, no, no, this game rules. Yeah, because it looked like I mean, it could be cool. And then half the character designs were good. And then the other half were cringe. <laughs> it's like, I'm the barista. It, it, I'm like, kill yourself. <laughs> what? Uh, I've, already, I've already seen people wanting to suck that dude's dick. So yeah, obviously they hit it on some know. level. Like, like, I like the designs more than anything else that game showed that, me. That, yeah, that, that's all. I think it's real pretty. Like, if it's free to play, I will definitely give it a shot. If it costs money, it's dead on impact. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which it probably will, because I don't know. Way too many of these have made that terrible mistake. Um, I don't know. After uh, after after Chocobo GP and Babylon's Fall, maybe Square Enix is like, oh, this doesn't work. Yeah, maybe they will learn. Who knows? Or this will be another entry in the why do they keep releasing blatantly free to play games for sixty dollars. <laughs> Look at you, Exo Primal. Yeah. Well, at least that's a different company. Yeah, at least it was a different yeah. company. Yeah. Who doesn't have least, that pathological track record? <laughs> oh, I sh I should play that because it's on Game Pass. Uh, we got stuff for Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Uh, that is coming yes. out February 29th. Uh, we need to do the PSA at the front though to make sure everyone's paying attention. Yo, if you don't own the PS5 version, or if you don't own any version of Final Fantasy VII Remake, and you think, hey, I might be into this Final Fantasy VII Rebirth thing, there's a twin pack for seventy dollars. You get both digitally. Mm -hmm. Digital only, and it is this is on sale because they did say once the game's out, it's ninety. Okay. Ouch. Yeah, th that huh. that makes way more sense. I I thought this was way too good a deal for them to be I, doing. I know because if you look at the price of the original, it's still not reasonable, right? The original seven remake. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you guys. I, I read the I read the blog, so I'll whip through some stuff. So there was a big cool trailer. Showed a million fucking things. 
it was sure like did. four minutes long. There was a six segue segment. <laughs> yes, there was. Uh, so uh, you're going to have team attacks called synergy attacks where two characters team up and do a thing. One of the things that is like, I think Barrett throws Yuffie like doing the fastball special from X-Men. Mm. A bunch yeah. of stuff like that. Uh, party members will now have skill trees to further your ability to customize them and you can unlock more team attacks to it. The, through the, the team attacks are meant to signify the bonds the characters develop over the course of the story. Uh, since Red 13 is actually playable now, he has mechanics. Uh, he has a revenge <laughs> gauge. He has a revenge gauge, so you, like, block against attacks, and he gains some kind of meter he can spend on other things. Uh, there will be sidekick characters in this that will not become playable until the third game. I presume that will be Vincent or Sid because of where they said this game will end. Right. Um, that would make sense. Uh, there will be more summons than in the original game, including side content revolving around a summon that wasn't originally in Final Fantasy VII at all. Don't know what that could what? be. Okay. Uh, the Junin Soldier minigame has been massively expanded. In the original game, it was just a, 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 a rhythm game, like a, a, a rhythm-type minigame nobody could figure out because it had some weird esoteric rules. Yeah, um, I, I vaguely remember that. <laughs> Uh, in this, it's like, no, you have to determine your squad makeup, like what moves they do. It, it's real big and involved. Uh, there will be more mini games in the Gold Saucer than in the original. Good. All the they, they clarified if it was in the original, it will be there. Uh, they seemingly made Chocobo Racing into an actual mini game you control and not something you have no actual input on. Uh, new mini games and more difficulty to existing mini games will be added as the player progresses through the story. Uh, side content will be roughly double the size of the main content. Uh, you won't be locked out of areas as you progress through the game. You'll be able to go back to any area whenever you want. Um, the okay. Ferris wheel date is still in. They were like, <laughs> yes, that's in. Uh, Wu Tai will not be in this game. That will be in the third game. Yeah, that they makes said sense. They're, they're, they, they said they they're things. changing the order of when you visit things in the game. Uh, and then they clarified with, this game goes up until when Aerith dies in the original. It goes to that point. Yeah, that the, like this whole time us talking about it, that seemed like the obvious cutoff point for the end of the second game. Right. Um, I've, I've got, I heard that and I've got to wonder, is it uh -huh. going to be like after Aerith dies and then like the couple of scenes after that? Or, or are we going to get the drop stab credits. I, I assume if, it's going if, to be an entirely different set of events that won't even involve that. I mean, yeah, but I, I, I'd I like to imagine somebody's mine. getting yes. drop stabbed. I mean, we're I don't know who's getting drop stabbed. We're, we're ending this shit like a classic soap from the 90s or aughts, and it's going to be Tifa and Aerith walk up, and then Sephiroth starts coming down, and Cloud's like, no! And then we it's gonna be like, to it's gonna be like It's going to be like Gears of War 5. Cloud has to throw a knife at one of the two swords to determine who lives. Uh, so here's a, here's a gamer premonition. Jesus. They show Alexander in this trailer. You don't get Alexander until the snowfields after Aerith dies. I think they're going to move all the snowfield shit to before the ancient capital. Because in the original game, you just go from the like the archaeological dig right to that. Uh -huh. And then after Aerith dies, there's this weird period where, you know, you have the squats in the snow and everything. It's very fucking goofy. Right after she dies... I think they're going to move that shit to before the capital so it flows a little bit better. Because mm. it, it was always goofy to be like, Aerith dies, 30 minutes later, you're snowboarding. 
Everyone mourns in their own way. <laughs> right? You have to respect Cloud for that. This is this is the radical phase of grief. <laughs> so uh this trailer showed many funny things. It showed a chocobo walking straight up a brick, uh, straight up a wall. It was the black chocobo, which was the kind that can go over mountains. Uh -huh. And they yes. said, yeah, you'll be able to do chocobo breeding and they will just fucking go over the terrain they're supposed to go on. Good. Right? That's what you, you understood the task of remaking Final Fantasy VII. Thank you. Mm -hmm. They also showed the buggy. And yeah, I was surprised to see the buggy. Oh, they showed so much. They showed Red yeah, 13 sitting up on a chocobo. Yeah, they did. It looked very good. Well, the, or even the original had him disguised as a sailor and like dancing around on his hind legs being like, God, I hope nobody figures out I'm a dog. <laughs> yes. That's that's the end of the state of the play. It was it was terrible. Mostly I streamed it. It was bad. Yeah, I feel like the state of play was OK. It wasn't great. It wasn't by any means uh... the worst they put me through. Mm -hmm. I, I will give the, it gets a small buff because when Helldivers 2 came up, they said time for a deep look into Helldivers 2. And I like my heart stopped. <laughs> like, oh, God, are we going to be in Helldivers 2 for 15 minutes? Uh -huh. And then it was like three. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. The, the Resident Evil 4 stuff was really cool. And they ended with the Final Fantasy Rebirth stuff. And I feel like. That or I guess Spider-Man was neat, but other than that, this was kind of just white noise. We know Spider-Man. It's coming out in five weeks. We don't need to keep being reminded Spider-Man comes this, out. This is the first time it looked like one of those super games, though. Th this like is the, the first fidelity has been ramped so high that my brain refuses to believe it's real. <laughs> this is the first trailer. It's like let's just show the open world and them having fun and what an open world game is. Mm. Let's show them the game they love and we'll buy this if they love it. Mm-hmm. They uh, showed that avatar section and it opened up on terrain and I saw the weird fantasy terrain and my brain went Xenogears. <laughs> I thought we were done with that. <laughs> I thought we had Xenoed all the gear possible. I mean, well, Xeno is something else for sure. <laughs> but gear is over. Wait, unless they roll back. <laughs> Xeno re-gear. Uh, next we have Nintendo Direct. Oh yeah. How much would you pay for a really pretty Game Boy Advance game, Bob? Uh, I don't know, like twenty dollars or something. What about sixty? No, fifty. Probably not. No. Well, Mario versus Donkey Kong is a remake of a Game Boy Advance game, and you could do co-op, and it looks really cool. It does. I like that game. If it, if the price is right, I might pick it up. Yeah, I Same. didn't know that was a thing, and that looks super neat. I, I was yeah. when they showed this off. I was like, oh, is it like a new one? And then I got kind of disappointed when I was like, it's a remake of that one. And I know that one's good, but it'd be but yeah, about, about just a new, I mean, they they ruined they ruined that franchise thing. later and made it Lemmings. So I'm happy they included the one that was not ruined. Right, exactly. That's why a new game that was just that like was the, the original one. style would have been great and smart instead of just remaking it. Well, you got you got to write the ship before you can take the ship in the right direction. I'm tired of watching all these ships get right righted at the same time. I'm tired of playing game from 20 years ago because they ruined it since. Uh, after that, they showed Peach Game, now titled. Princess Peach Showtime! And then she erupts out of the ground. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Princess! We're, Princess Peach! <laughs> we're different stage costumes in play-themed worlds. It's March 22nd, uh, 2024. Do you think that um Next Level's making this? It looks like Luigi's Mansion 3. 
Hmm. Like it looks like it's the same kind of like viewpoint and a little bit structurally, maybe. I'm going to say Arzest is making it because they wanted Balan Wonderworld to work out eventually. Always possible. Mm. She wears different outfits and has different actions. And I bet that she gets to use more than one button. Let's not get too hasty. <laughs> Uh, Nintendo's opening a new Tim Nintendo Museum in Japan. Uh, th they said construction will be done sometime in 2024. Uh, the date apparently not written in our document, but uh, they said the opening would be at some other time. So they don't have an announced opening date anyway. Mm. <sighs> okay, okay, I hear you, F Zero fans. I will be less excited. Because apparently, me being happy and excited about this is a direct affront to F Zero fans. Oh, is it? They made an F Zero ninety nine. I'm not excited at all. I, I'd be more excited if Nintendo didn't just go like, "Oh, years past, it's gone forever." Although they didn't, didn't they announce they were bringing back the Mario one? Did they? Yeah, I don't know. Mario thirty five yeah, or whatever. I don't remember hearing anything about that coming back. Maybe I'm... I, okay, I guess they didn't. I guess I made that up. Source? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think this looks neat. No, it looks cool as shit. <laughs> like, I'm really excited to try this. This is a perfect application of a game that actually works with a huge amount of players compared to Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, know? yeah. A lot of the, them have been like, like Super Mario Brothers where it's like, this doesn't actually work. Square peg, circular <laughs> cylinder. <laughs> yes. Um... Yeah, this sounds pretty cool. I like that they have the sky tracks. You build your boost high enough, you just elevate to the higher track and get to do more shortcuts and boosts and things. Right. I'm like, that's really cool. Uh, I want to try this, but uh, just downloading the Dragon Quest Monsters The Dark Prince demo made my Switch fans clearly start dying. So um, that's something I need to solve. <laughs> so we need a new phone and a new Switch? Oh, no. I don't have money. <laughs> right ah. um that splatoon side order dlc is coming out spring 2024 this looks sick mm -hmm. yet again the dlc kind of looks more hype than the main game story mode was yeah yeah that's kind of nuts to me uh hey hey here's a quick question guys fellas bros what the hell was the super crazy rhythm castle made by kudavi that features rhythm games wrapped around konami music that's so bizarre yeah it's and it's also a weird party game where you're playing with four people at once i don't i don't know sounds cool it's just sort of confused the hell out of me anyways that's out november 14th so play four player rhythm party games they were like it's a rhythm game and i'm like that looks like a party game what are you doing right now that's not how rhythm games look and they showed multiple moments of gameplay that look nothing like a rhythm game so i have no idea uh, after that, they showed Spy Cross Anya. Spy Anya! <laughs> Operation <laughs> Memories out next year. Uh, it's also coming to PlayStation PC, thank God. Because it was running kind of bad. Yeah, no, it clearly wasn't going to work too well on the Switch. I'm like, guys, I'm okay with you looking like this, but I want it to run well. Super Mario RPG was shown off again. It's going to have post-game boss rematches. Uh, the damage is seemingly scaled up a lot on the enemy side. 
Yeah, they seem to have a lot more health because people are doing way more fucking damage in that in those trailers. Booster with this train that does quad nines. <laughs> they, they did yeah. show the new moves and stuff you have too, so I yes, guess that, that would accommodate uh, that. Yeah, the super moves. When they dropped him, it did like 600 damage to every enemy, and I'm like, unless these are just made to delete encounters and bosses, they must have upped the health. Mm-hmm. Uh, they sp- specified there will be a unique animation for every combination of three party members, but remember, you can't remove Mario, so it's only 12 instead of 125. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's really freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that sort of system where you get your teammates at your RPG and you get unique moves based off of the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, how excited were you all for another Code Recollection? I was pretty excited. Need to see a little more gameplay before I get excited, but in concept, I'm excited. Uh, did any of us play the original on DS? Not at all. Nope. Mm-hmm. I certainly saw the box. I was always interested in playing it. I'm like, yo, imagine if I had money. <laughs> I'm really, really excited for this game. I'm really glad that we get the sequel finally because I remember people being like, yeah, there's a sequel. We never got it. I'm like, oh, this, man, yeah, hmm. I'm so glad we're in this era. I never thought this day would come yeah. where we're just getting old games we never got. Hey, mm-hmm. Bamco, how about you fucking bring over Tales of Innocence? No. You say that, and yet we still don't have a date for that Goemon like. This would have been a perfect place to show it again. They didn't. Nope. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, the original name of this was Trace Memory. It was a DS game. It was one of those DS games. If you look at the box art, you'll be like, yeah, I saw that game. Mm-hmm. It's I've, always sitting there next to Hotel Desk. Apparently the sequel, right? <laughs> apparently the sequel was uh, on the Wii, but we never, we never got it. Oh, I wonder if that was what they have. The fidelity on this remake is all at the level of the Wii. It now. looks higher than the Wii could run, but at the same time, what if it just ran? Bad. Yeah, it could have run oh, bad no, yeah. and had just that <laughs> one model. Looked. <laughs> um, this had me really hyped. Saga Emerald Beyond. We get a new Saga game. They're going all in on drawing a JoJo. <laughs> yeah, I was like, th- th- those 3D models look hideous. <laughs> but the important part yeah. is the concept art is a JoJo. <laughs> yes. I'm like, they certainly tried to make those concept arts work in 3D to limited effect. <laughs> Uh, this looks cool as shit, though. I I really want to try this. I hope it's good. Um, thank God it's coming out next year. Uh huh. I I yeah. Can't. There's not time for another JRPG this year. No, please. <laughs> yeah, there's already you. two in November. Then no- one of them's only 15 hours long. But Jesus. Right? Yeah. The only problem with this is that it was only announced for the Switch. I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. think there's been any of those that are exclusive though. No, there hasn't been a Saga exclusive yet, but I feel like there's always the time for Nintendo to strike a deal. Mm-hmm. That's true. But yeah, no, it looked neat. Um, I think the Tomb Raider 1 through 3 remaster looks like ass. Yeah, that looks hideous. It was like, which one's the new? Oh, the that's the new graphics? It runs well now, though, so... And at least you can switch back. And, yeah, I and, didn't care until you could do that. Right. Right. Um, so... That's neat that you can do that at least. And uh, as I am told, uh, Tomb Raider 
on the PS1 is much like Resident Evil. You use a currency to save. So uh, them stripping that out of this version would be Medicaid. <laughs> very based. Man. Because you didn't do that on PC. On PC, you oh. could just save. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, if, if Embracer survives, it will be entirely through shit like this. Just like, okay, here's every single thing we possibly can remaster. Here's all of it. It's all of it. It's all of it. It's all of it. Please, we have to live. Please. Their desperation move. Making products people want to buy. I know. Right? How desperate of them. <laughs> you know that thing you want? Um, Here it is. Ha! You cuck. I, w I, wonder, <laughs> if it, I wonder if these are on the... Uh, I wonder if these are on the... Uh, the, the fucking... Limited run games thing, the uh the, the graphite engine or whatever the fuck it's called. Carbon engine. That's why uh, carbon engine, yeah. That's why uh that's why they got bought by Embracers for that does, specifically. Does Aspire normally use the carbon engine? Because for people who don't know, Aspire handled all the ports of all the like Jedi Knights, Kotor, and all that other stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, but they didn't they didn't own those people until this year, so like they didn't own limited run until this year, so maybe they switched over. I don't mm. know. Uh, I, I think they I think they said the Gex shit is, but I don't remember. Yeah, they did say the Gex stuff is. Um, my brain shut off during this next segment. Okay. I'm not even saying that to be funny. Yeah, they're making they're making too many of these. I just fired no neurons. Um, yeah, I don't even know if it's just they're making too many of these, but also these ones specifically. Yeah, because the last ones they announced looked cool. Uh, anyways. A couple of League of Legends games were announced. Uh, Bandle Tale. Is that really? Yeah. A League of Legends story is coming out 2024. Uh, and the, the, Song of Nunu is coming out November 1st. Bandle Tale. Uh-huh. The trailer played, and I was just like, this looks like bottom-tier um, wholesome direct content. Like, absolutely the worst thing. Yeah. The, the game that's parody levels of just bad, no one yeah. would actually play it. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, this is a League of Legends game, and I just stared at the screen like what you have more money than god and this is what you turned out right um and then that other game is about the the character in leech of the legends it's the ice yeti or whatever mm. and then the, the friend i was like i remember you're pulling something from the deep deep dark cave that is my mind trying to remember playing league of legends <laughs> all right Let's move on to the shit that matters. Vanillaware! Yeah! Unicorn Overlord, a new Vanillaware tactical RPG, lands March 8th, 2024. It is also on Xbox and PlayStation, and it has delicious food. Mm. Yeah, you know, I, I would say I was worried about it, but clearly they can just make anything good, right. so whatever. I mean, they made fucking 13 Sentinels good, and you know we didn't think that was going to be good before playing that. Right. There's no point in worrying anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, this look not up to the standard I expect from them, but I'm just like, yeah, it's going to be great, though. I'm sure there'll be cutscenes that look unbelievably good looking. <laughs> right? I mean, just standing units talking to each other looked insane. Like, because <laughs> they started, I'm like, this looks like Vanillaware. Oh, my God, is this Vanillaware? And they're like, the return of the tactical RPG. I'm like... It, you better be vanilla aware if you talking that shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, from the highs to the lows, uh, there was a Contra announced. Contra Operation Galuga by WayForward early 2024. It's coming out on PlayStation, PC, Xbox, and of course, Nintendo Switch. It doesn't uh, look very good. No, it looks barely readable or playable. Yeah, man. Also, what it's almost certainly Konami, made on Unity. What is with Konami just being like, Contra has the worst shit ever. 
Here's the worst fucking projects for Contra. I don't know. I don't I'm know. I'm really fucking scared for these Castlevania projects that are in development. <laughs> They're like, if, if Contra's for hard Contra, for the player, it's going to be hard for the devs. I, like, the last time Wave 4 made a Contra, it was using Pixar, and people loved it. Yes. Contra 4 is good. And that's what I hear. Somehow, uh-huh. we have arrived at this nightmare. Yep. There seems to just be a real fucking trend in the Japanese gaming industry of despising pixel art. Like the like Otani, the guy behind the Sonic games, is like, yeah, nobody likes that anymore, so we're not doing it. You can't sell a pixel art game for $60. Wow. Um, yeah, the uh, trailer runs super terribly and artistically looks terrible. And um, given WayForward moved all of their projects to Unity... It's probably much like the rest of those going to have problems like uh, River City Girls uh, 2, which yeah. ran at 30 frames per second for some fucking reason for several months straight. And then when they fixed it, they added an insane amount of input lag to the PS5 version specifically. And you waited something like six or seven months for that. Yeah. So, man, I sure hope they get scared off Unity. Oh, yeah, dude, fucking James M from fucking WayForward has been pissed on Twitter nonstop for both days, like, fuming. And I'm like, yeah, you should be that pissed. Your whole company switched to this. And honestly, your products have been worse since. Yeah. Yeah, I, everyone, I hope, is scared off of that. They just, everyone needs to stop. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyways, that's uh, coming out. Uh, early 2024. Luigi's Mansion 2 was shown, and I had to watch that trailer alone, knowing what is in that game. Seeing I it in HD. <laughs> I, I was... I was blown away when they showed the part that you got that glitch. <laughs> I know! I thought that was funny as shit, too! I was like, am I gonna softlock in the HD version, too? Right. Am I gonna HD softlock the game? I will try to remember to provide a link to that clip <laughs> in the uh, description, so please look forward to that. Uh, that sure is coming out summer 2024 when I hope a fucking Switch 2 is about out. I right. Think, I think the funniest thing was that they changed the name from Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon to Luigi's Mansion 2 HD to ensure nobody accidentally buys Luigi's Mansion 2. Yeah, because <laughs> like they changed to numbering them. Yeah. So they need to make it stand in line. Right. Right. That's what it is, and they need to know that number's lower, so that means that it's not as good. Luigi's Mansion sucks edition. It's <laughs> printed on the cover now. You know it's not as good because of the giant sticker they put on it. It just says sucks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Red font on yellow star background. Uh, we got a trailer for Auden Chronicles. I actually, uh, 100 Heroes. I actually did not um realize that's what it was at first. So I'm like, this RPG looks fucking great. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, oh, right. Right, that yeah, thing. Yeah, that thing. It's finally coming out April 23rd, 2024, meaning Bob will have backed it for just barely shy of four years by the time it I, launches. I, I love that they're like, over 100 characters. Like, yeah, it's 108, like always. Don't <laughs> we know, over suckers. <laughs> Stop trying to trick us. We know. <laughs> We're on to you. I didn't realize Wargroove 2 is a Switch exclusive. Mm. Yeah. Huh. Uh, it's coming out October 5th. Uh, in Japan, Stray Children, a new RPG by the Moon developers. The developers. Uh, they have they have since confirmed. Yes, it's being localized. It just wasn't in the direct. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, but they got that trailer in the Japanese Nintendo Direct, and we should have gotten it here, frankly. Yeah. Apparently, there was a Sharon the Wanderer uh, new one announced also during the Japanese Nintendo Direct. 
Oh. Uh, and then, I guess, Metal Paper Mario, your gambit paid off. It was worth every dollar you donated to make Paper Mario Month and Mario RPG Month happen. Yeah, it, 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 this is starting to go beyond a bit into being weird. <laughs> Paper Mario the Thousand Year Door HD. Got <laughs> like, it's a remake, too. Like, this, like stuff that was less poppy outy is now more poppy outy. Yeah. Yeah. No, it definitely has like a little bit of that coat of paint over it. It's like, this looks better, but it's hard to place exactly how much better. <laughs> this is really funny. Um, yes. <laughs> it continues. Uh, I'm really upset, though, that since we hard confirmed that today, that Chris played Mirror's Edge earlier this week, because that means the other thing is probably true, and he just killed our chances of ever getting... Yeah, I mean, it was already EA and Doom, but I, now it's more doomed, and that's upsetting. Yeah. We that's... need more 3D platformers, not less. Yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. So, Dan, I'd, I'd like to talk to you about the Threads of Fate initiative. Uh-huh. Where you guys you play Threads of Fate for a month. You stay the fuck away from him, Aggro. You stay the fuck away from him. He's doing wild arms before he does anything else. I'm hearing Fair. F-Zero in chat. Eternal darkness. Good lord. That is a litmus test of our abilities, all right? Play Eternal Darkness. We dare you, Dan. How would they bring that back? Next Level Games announces, and they're like, no. <laughs> Bluebird hater written. <laughs> oh my god. Um see what we need to do is is since Saints Row the Saints Row is a PS plus premium game, I mean a PS plus just normal PS plus game this month. We need to stress test whose power level is stronger. <laughs> <laughs> and you need to play the Saints Rose game to see if that will overpower my death spell. <laughs> gonna get some pet cemetery shit right of course we're gonna play it then the, the founders <laughs> of felician like, are gonna have a new studio called jake bros <laughs> or it'll be like gta club it's the age of the like it, two it's finally oh. here johnny gat in Fortnite. <laughs> that would get like, me to start playing Fortnite. that would get me to download Fortnite. And now so you understand why Johnny it's Gat. the biggest game in the world. Right? They just need one for every person. They just need to find oh, like, everyone's we, we, soft spot. We discussed this. When they announced Cloud and Sephiroth and Aerith in Fortnite, I, I'm going to get in. <laughs> yeah, clearly the, we have to redo the Ape Escape month because it didn't work yeah, the first it time. Work. It's like the only game. I can't wait till you guys play every Dynasty Warriors and then a meteor hits your house. <laughs> No. <laughs> no punish us for our hubris. Reward us. Reward us. <laughs> uh, weirdly enough, things that were censored out of the American version of Paper Mario the Thousand Year Door are in this trailer already, like the noose. Yeah, oh. People are excited about the noose. Yeah, because they, they censored swore. the hell out of the murder in that town, apparently. I was like, the noose was... In the version we played, wasn't it? No, no, I think they just kept the clear stand for a noose and then just went, yank. No <laughs> noose any loose. Um, so that's interesting. I wonder if they're going to change how they localize Vivian's story. Hopefully. Yeah, because for people who don't know, in America, they just fucking, they're like, this person's trans? Oh, fuck that. We're getting rid of that. We're doing this non-logical they're just mean to her it, it would be really neat 
uh-huh. if they made every character like more involved in the story like they didn't just it wasn't yeah, just whoever talked was whoever was in your party at the front at the moment was in the story and no one else was i i don't I know there's no way that. they'll do it there, there might there might be a script revision we'll have to see uh how much like the script of super mario rpg deviates for us to have a good idea of that um the interesting thing here is that it's like a fucking monkey spot by the way people are saying the noose wasn't censored um it's a bit of a monkey spot because if we get any of the like trans tones of vivian's story mm-hmm. we also get the bullying tra- uh, vivian for being trans end of that right so yeah i never i never thought it was weird they were bullying her because it was just cinderella right. it's just it's really flat though being- it's really flat. Like I even experiencing that story, I'm like, that's what they wrote. There's not an extra layer. Yeah. No. They cut. Okay. Look, I mean, most of that so game is They cut flat. one of the fights. <laughs> yeah, it's a little because it's paper. Ha 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 ha. But like those, they consider those characters so irrelevant. They cut a fight with them and just replace it with a Goomba. <laughs> <laughs> more games to do that <laughs> metal gear solid 2 is like we were gonna have rays but they were hard to program so now you fight a goomba <laughs> we, we were gonna design all this open world shit but goombas if you leave the main town it's just goombas my guy boy and then the camera whips around kratos to show a moderate size goomba it's not too big yeah, how be hard fucking to. good hawking the leviathan axe at a goomba would be it would be sick I've read this best chocobo in the world. Why is a Goomba up here? <laughs> oh my god! Now wait, like, like you flew a chocobo up to find a Goomba, or you bred the best chocobos and out popped a Goomba? Jesus, that one's even more deranged. At first, I thought that one. Uh, okay, now the worst version of this. Oh, you took the shiny stone to the door in Super Mario RPG remake. Behind the door, just a Goomba. It's a Goomba. It's to fight the Goomba. Yeah, instead it's gonna be no Sephiroth. <laughs> It's oh. it's a Goomba and Sephiroth's outfit. <laughs> Man, ima- imagine if you go back there post game when the, instead of a super Kulex, it's just Sephiroth. So you get both. He's like ripping that robot out of the tank. He's like they're taking the planet from Mother, and it's a Goomba. <laughs> I I need it to be a Goomba and Sephiroth's outfit, and it's uh, the One Wing Angel theme done in Mario Paint. Yeah, it just starts blaring like dog bark sounds. Wait, do you also have to fight like the swatter? <laughs> <laughs> he's just shaking around the whole screen. <laughs> Aerith standing alone, center screen in the spotlight. When from out of the darkness up top, Goomba. Yeah, it's funny too because it just like, looks like a circle <laughs> from the bottom, right? Hits her in the back of the head, squeaky chew toy noise. <laughs> and we've written a flash cartoon. Yeah, from 2003. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> That's it for news. Woo. That's it for news. That's it for news. <laughs> I guess. Tomorrow, Bob and I are playing. Yeah, yeah. Tell them some video games. Tell them what you're playing. <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> what, what, why are you so mad? Huh? What's uh? Or if you're confused by the time of day later today. What is it? Oh man, we actually did yeah. click. On yeah, we there. stopped. We had to start really late because the construction. construction yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then we did a four-hour episode. Yeah, because it turns out there's a lot of happening. 
Miss Unity, two giant shows, and I'm, us all playing video games. Me at the beginning of this week, not knowing all the shit that was going to come out. I was just playing a lot of video games and then talk about it on fucking Thursday like some sort of idiot. That was foolish of me. You know what? Let's talk about aggro first because I got to prep a thing. Hey, hey, what are you doing? Uh, I'm going to keep digging into Starfield and see uh, how wacky we get at the back half of that game. <laughs> Because I don't know. And that's really exciting. I don't know how wacky this is going to get. Yeah, I do, I do hear the end game is just real weird. How much more deranged could the pistols they hand me possibly become? <laughs> Eventually it'll vaporize your own hand when you fire them. I don't even mechanically understand the best one I've got. It's got like weird magnets and shit all over it. It's got a three-dot blue laser coming out of what looks like the barrel, and it seems to fire a random number of bullets. Ha! <laughs> huh. Things just jib. <laughs> Tomorrow, Bob and I are playing uh, Pizza Tower and Haze for the Pizza and Piss Death Stream? Because cause that's a thing, I guess. <laughs> sure is a thing. <laughs> Good lord. That fucking edit. What? Which was so good. <laughs> we are uh, starting the stream with Hayes. You know, finally going to see the whole thing through. We need to know the exact arc of Hayes. Uh, I bet the ending's brilliant. How about you, Bob? Absolutely. There's no way it's not, right? And, and then when, you know, Hayes is done three hours in because it's a 710 video game, <laughs> we're going to switch to Pizza Tower because Bob hasn't played it. It's a really good game. He needs to check out before game of the year. Hey, Chris, what are you up to? Uh, on Saturday and probably Sunday and maybe Monday, I'm going to stream Bioshock Infinite. Oh. Oh. I haven't played that game since it came out. We're, we're going to give it another shot. We're going to see if maybe I was wrong 10 years ago. <laughs> we'll get hey. to play. It's the greatest murderer of all time. <laughs> Racism goes both ways. Racism goes both ways, Dream. Mm. <laughs> Oh, oh man. Um you oh. need to you know when he finishes that stream we need to see if the Judas Studio just goes under. <laughs> That'll hard confirm his horrible oh, power. No. Yeah. And then like we'll we'll all spend the rest of our fucking lives that game was going to be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but please look forward to piss pizza and racism this week for me, Bob, and Chris. I don't like Pepinos having three gigantic fingers. He looks like as Azriel from <laughs> Legacy of Game. Legacy of Game. He has he has others. You just can't see them. Yeah, okay. yeah. on his other it's hand, like, he has. It's four. hidden from this perspective of this very well drawn pets MS Paint sketch. See, his hand is is slightly hinged in the middle. <laughs> I see. That, that's how you grab that truly wide New York slice. <laughs> I'm just really proud that that's what Bob is focusing in on and not uh, the hand over here. Because when I first told uh, Photoshop to autofill the rest of his arm, uh -huh. it was horrible. <laughs> so I touched it up a bit to be uh, remotely okay. <laughs> I like that there's a yellow glow on his cheek from the neck. It's very strong piss. It's very strong. Very. That's industrial grade piss. Anyways, that's it for Big Thing Dimension. Uh, goodbye. Goodbye.
Uh, thank you for listening to the big thing to mention. It's real late, so before you go to bed, go to our Patreon. I think we sell shit on it. Like <laughs> commentaries and weird ass movies. Can I get a mug? Uh, <laughs> also, some some other shit. Uh, thank you. A commemorative <laughs> rug with our faces printed on it. <laughs> <laughs> like you order it, but when it arrives, it's just a Goomba. 